0: Crime and me. I've diagnosed some people, I think it's been pretty accurate. Definitely
1: done my fair share
0: of psychiatry work. I've prescribed a few pills, you know. Crime and knee.
1: Disclaimer.
0: Disclaimer, disclaimer. 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 Disclaimer.
1: We are in no way responsible for the things that come out of our mouths.
0: We are not experts, although we may claim to be, so don't take anything that we say too literally.
1: We are not laughing at the crimes, we are laughing at each, each other. other.
0: <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Are you trying to talk with me again?
1: I was going to, but then I was going to let you just do it.
0: Look, that's like a really big pet peeve of mine when people like try to finish your sentence with you. I know.
1: Oh. I know. I know. Oh.
0: But we could do it together. That's fine. <laughs> Welcome,
1: Welcome to, to another, another episode, episode of Criminy. Of Criminy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're your hosts. Angela. And Matt. And we're here to tell you some fucked up things that some dickwads did.
0: Yeah. Other than wetting the bed. <laughs> Mm. Unless you have some bedwetting happening, I don't know.
1: Bedwetting with the side of cat killing and...
0: No, are you serious? Fire
1: starting. You might be a serial killer.
0: Oh, good. You're not gonna go there, are you?
1: No, I'm just saying.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Actually, the person I'm about to talk about had none of those signs.
0: Ooh. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. I'm going to tell you about Nikolai Jumigaliev. Okay. Nikolai Jumigaliev.
0: Is he Russian? (laughs) How'd you guess? Oh. (laughs) Nikolai
1: Jumigaliev. the most
0: Russian name ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was born on November 15th, 1952, in Yuzinagashkazakh SSR, Soviet Union. Ah. Okay. to a Kazakh father and a Belarusian mother he was the third of four children and the only son of his family
0: okay oh wait so okay. not Russian necessarily
1: USSR yeah Soviet Union
0: okay what is formerly um, known as the Soviet what Union what
1: is formerly <laughs> known as the, so- the Union of Soviets mm-hmm. um, his family was seemingly stable He had both parents that raised him, raised the kids.
0: Mm. Seemingly as a red flag.
1: Yeah, well, from all accounts, I mean, they didn't go into too much detail about his childhood, but from all accounts, it was pretty normal. There Mm -hmm. were no, like, big signs. He didn't have any kind of trauma. He didn't have any... um, No
0: excuses.
1: Basically no excuses. He grew up relatively, you know, quote-unquote normal.
0: Yeah, regular everyone,
1: kid. Regular kid, everyone thought that he was a nice nice guy.
0: So I'm starting to think that maybe he's not such a nice guy.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't be telling you this story <laughs> if he was. Okay. <laughs> um, One time during his child fo- childhood, he got child in a fight. childhood, Got in a little brawl with some kids and um, had his front teeth knocked
0: out. Ooh, that's a brawl. Yeah,
1: that's a brawl. Mm. And he was given the option to be fitted with false teeth in the front. They
0: weren't baby teeth. No. Oh, that is shitty.
1: Um, And rather than the traditional plastic resin or porcelain teeth, he went with some pretty badass white metal.
0: He chose metal teeth?
1: Metal teeth.
0: Ooh. Ooh. That is a bold look.
1: Hmm. Uh, some say that he sharpened those metal teeth. Shut
0: up. Are you serious?
1: hmm <gasps> I don't like in... where this is going. In fact, he'll later be known as Metal Fang. Or Metal Ew. Fangs.
0: His two front teeth, he sharpened... Yeah, I'm not
1: sure a... if they were, like... Because okay. I, I could not find a picture of him with his mouth open. So I'm okay. not sure, like, which teeth, if they were, like, you know four or two or whatever but he the, had metal like teeth the, the ones front.
0: that actually look like fangs.
1: maybe i just feel Not like if you sure. get in
0: a fight and you knock they're probably like together front, right yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. um
1: like I, I said he was yeah. he other than the fight there was no sign of him being like a bad kid he was considered by all that no knew him to be well spoken clean shaven always a gentleman
0: just with uh, fangs for teeth no yeah, big deal just Same a robot thing. mouth. It's fine. It's that's fine. Not,
1: that's fine. That's. I mean, it's, it's the Soviet Union. Do you we, know? like
0: polish the the metal? <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: I, yeah. Um, he was always neatly dressed, uh, and sources say that he was good looking. But I think that's subjective.
0: <laughs> it always is.
1: It always is. So some people thought he was very good looking.
0: Do you
1: have a pick uh i look at you can't spell nikolai zhumagaliyev oh. well
0: yeah no, actually i cannot Jumagaliev? no i can't his last bet. name is
1: spelled his last name is spelled D Z H Z H H U M U M A G A L. oh here we go i'm just i'm just going to click nikolai on nikolai jimigaliev
0: did you look up how to pronounce it
1: um yeah i had to have a robot tell me
0: <laughs> oh he's not uh, let's see
1: he's not hideous but no, I he's, don't think that I he's mean, like he's... super good looking everyone was like he's he was handsome
0: ew there's like this picture of someone that's obviously not him which is like metal in his mouth with like crazy <laughs> eyes <laughs> Yeah, he's not, I mean, he's not bad-looking. He's not, like, you know, my type, I guess. I don't
1: know. I guess for, like, the 80s Soviet Union. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, who who knows, maybe. Who
1: knows? Anyway, he graduated high school, and in 1970, at the age of 18, he joined the Soviet Army. Okay. And they put him in the chemical defense unit. Ooh-ooh. As far as I could tell, he had a, reg- like a normal time serving in the army. Nothing really happened. Just
0: messing around with the chemicals. Yeah, probably
1: yeah. a little yeah. chemical messing. Yeah. Um, after he completed his service, he tried to become a driver and to enter university, but achieved neither goal. Okay. As an alternative, he traveled the Soviet Union, visiting the Ural Mountains, Siberia, and Murmansk.
0: Mermansk. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a town where mermen live?
1: Merman, Dad! Merman!
0: (laughs) So good. Um, (laughs) So his years in the army did not help him get into university.
1: Apparently not. That's
0: a shitty deal. That's Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Okay.
1: When he was done doing his traveling, he tried a number of professions, including sailor, forward, oh. forwarder, which I don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> you just like forwards on mail. It's
1: forward messages. <laughs> this is like pre-email forwarding.
0: Or he's just like always moving forward. Being forward. Oh, being forward. <laughs> he's going to get slapped uh, a lot.
1: He tried his hand at being an electrician and a bulldozer operator. Mm. In 1977, he returned to Yusinagish, I am butchering the Russian you language. You sure up. are. <laughs> I'm sure it's not using agish.
0: <laughs> I do appreciate you going international, like all the U-Zinag-ish. time. Using
1: agish, yeah, because you know, I just
0: I need to do get... that more. I know.
1: Well, no, it's good because you know, it's I like balance. It's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he returned to Kazakhstan and took up a job as a firefighter.
0: Oh, hey, okay, that's a good, that's a good profession.
1: Yeah. So so far, he's just. Pretty normal, regular, nothing, nothing too exciting. Though not exactly a loner, he would generally keep to himself, walking around town, trying to meet different women wherever he went.
0: Oh yeah, good.
1: And apparently, because he was like charming and quote unquote good looking, -looking. and and he was um generally nice and stuff, that always he was he was able to like meet a lot of women Mm -hmm. and. Um, he didn't have a problem with that. I
0: mean, hey, he's a hunky firefighter.
1: Right. His favorite spot in town was near the riverbank. Uh-oh. <laughs> mm. oh, and then goodness. everything changed. So upon his return home, like a little bit after he got back from the army, he contracted syphilis and trichomoniasis. <gasps> trichomonasus both stis what um
0: oh ooh, syphilis um,
1: so some people think that like this was the beginning of like him
0: going crazy
1: his and his anger towards women ooh, mm-hmm. because he from then on saw like women as you know unclean and like is this kind of what? Okay, wait.
0: So this is happening like while he's trying out different professions, he's like yeah, so- somewhere in
1: between, right?
0: And trichomonatic.
1: trichomoniasis, uh, and I guess he later kind of blamed oh, yeah, like I said, he God. kind of blamed those STIs on
0: look, it's not what's her fault
1: because he didn't have those diseases to begin with, and then he got them from dirty women. Okay, then
0: use protection <laughs> and make intelligent decisions. <laughs> That's on you, bro. Uh,
1: yeah, so, like, I had known that, like, you know, syphilis, if it's untreated, it's bad. So it, like,
0: eats your brain. So
1: I had to look it up, and it said that syphilis can invade the nervous system yeah. at any stage of infection. Oh. Because I wasn't sure, And then like, your what, nose what the... falls off. <laughs> I mean... That's like later on maybe, but um, causes a wide range of symptoms, including headaches, altered behavior, difficulty coordinating muscle movements, oh, paralysis, sensory deficits, and dementia. Like obviously depending on how fast it affects you as a person, because yeah. I guess like most of the bad stuff it said would happen about a year or two after you were first oh, infected. God. But some said like it could happen at any point.
0: That is Just terrifying. Just
1: your brain, I guess.
0: Everyone be safe out there. That's terrifying.
1: And then um, I also had to look up trichomoniasis. Yeah. I'm butchering that too. And found out that it's actually like a super common STI that a lot of people have. And it's actually a parasite. <gasps> and 70% of people don't exhibit any symptoms.
0: Oh, God.
1: Um, those that do get symptoms... People, and I just specifically, like, looked up, you know, for him, what it would be like. Yeah. So it said that um, people who, people with penises, penis havers
0: Uh in particular,
1: (laughs) (laughs) their symptoms include itching or irritation inside the penis, burning after urination or ejaculation, and discharge from the penis. So, you know. It's a
0: parasite?
1: he already doesn't like women, and then mm-hmm. his ding-dong is burning, and, and he's itching like, oh, and... itching. The, the devil is in them, you know.
0: Okay, um, so terrifying and irritating, for sure. Uh, oh, God. okay. 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 Um, All right. Uh-huh. Is there, like, there, you can be, like, treated for the parasite, yeah. right? And for syphilis?
1: Yeah. Both are very, are completely treatable.
0: Now, think, were like, they then? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I
1: don't know when he knew. Like, I don't know he if might he not didn't have, have symptoms it right it away. He might, not, mm-hmm. he might not have known. Because I think he did get treatment, like, a couple years later. Mm-hmm. But it had been, like, Too two late. years. But... Hmm. This is all speculation on if that is actually what made him, you know, flip.
0: Well, because didn't Benjamin Franklin have syphilis and he didn't go around like murdering people, you know? Right. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have had syphilis and they've not murdered.
1: Right. But also we don't know what it would do to each individual because it does, it can alter your behavior.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's, like, a very individual thing. Did you ever watch the, the Mick? Were we talking about that? The Nick or whatever? Did you see the one? Okay, so one of the episodes, one of the very few episodes I saw was when that woman came in and she had the glasses with the nose.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Syphilis.
0: And I was like, I didn't know that that was, like, so common that that was a thing. Yeah. It's, like, leprosy, but, oh.
1: Treat your syphilis, guys.
0: Mm. Get tested. Like, always. Get
1: tested. Uh, so, yeah, so I thought it was important to include that because he had seemingly no other tangible reason to go off the rails. I mean,
0: is there ever any... No, but, you know, we always like to try
1: and find reasons.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: So, he suffered for two years with the illnesses, and...
0: Oh, wait, but he was, like, the only son in a family of, like, all girls, I mean... Yeah. something could have happened could have um, like maybe they were treated more favorably or you know you never know
1: so whatever the cause yeah. during those two years Nikolai planned his first and most intricate murder
0: oh good lovely
1: um once eventually once he's caught he spoke a bunch so i have this quote that he said that's pretty intense uh-oh he said i always loved to hunt often no. when hunt often when hunting or often went hunting but this was my first time hunting a woman when i went out on the yuzanok my my bla uh Yuzanak, my balock track
0: of course
1: <laughs> which i think is like a, a path like
0: a trail uh, a
1: trade or something? Yeah, some, yeah something like that yeah yeah i saw some young peasant woman she was alone i felt my heart pound within me and i ran after her mm. hearing my footsteps she turned around but i caught up with her and put my arm around her neck mm. d- dragged her to the side of the landfill she resisted, and then I cut her throat with a knife. Then so I drank this... her blood.
0: Oh God! So this like <laughs> nature trail was by a landfill, <laughs> and he like. So I think
1: I think it's it was by the river where he liked to hang out. So I uh, think it was just like a, a a trail that probably like went around along some like train tracks, and yeah. there was like a landfill and probably this like a little road or woman. something.
0: Oh God. Um, What's with the drinking blood thing? I just... It just wouldn't taste yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> That's your concern? <laughs> I think the whole thing is disturbing, God, but then, at like, At least why? mix a
1: little Kool-Aid in. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: use a mixer. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's all bad. <laughs>
1: At this point from the village appeared bus factory which i guess is a bus.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: It's called bus factory. Cute. I lay down on the ground and crouched next to the murder. While i was laying, while i was lying in my cold hands, when the bus drove, i warmed my hands on the woman's body and stripped her what naked. What the fuck? I cut the corpse's breast into strips. Removed no. the ovaries. No. Separated the pelvis and hips. I then folded these pieces into a backpack and carried them home.
0: Okay. There are s- what? Wait. What?
1: I'm not done.
0: Does he? <laughs> no. Wait. I time milk- out.
1: I'm. What?
0: Does he have like a <laughs> surgical? How is he doing this?
1: With a knife.
0: How does he know where to find the ovaries?
1: I think he's just cutting open the body and finding the ovaries. Okay, I
0: don't want to talk about it. Okay, go ahead.
1: Not <laughs> oh, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He said, I melted the fat to fry with, and some parts I pickled.
0: Just hanging out by the... Oh, no, he brought it home.
1: He brought it home, yeah. Once I put the parts through a meat grinder... Pickled! ...and made, and made dumplings. Oh, yeah, it was said that he was actually, like, a really good cook. And I was going to say, he's to quite
0: co- the chef, yeah. He
1: liked to cook for his friends and stuff a lot. Gross. Um, and he made, like, really good food, and I guess the best, the food, the, the food he liked the best to make with human was Uh dumplings.
0: The fuck is wrong with this guy?
1: He said, I saved the meat for myself. I never served it to anyone else. So, like, there was some speculation that he had served the human to his Uh friends, but he denies it. He said that it was too good to share.
0: That is disgusting. What was he pickling?
1: I don't know, maybe oh, the tongue, god. pickled tongue?
0: Pickled no, eye? I don't know. Ew,
1: no. <laughs> pickled ovaries? No. no. <laughs> he, he said twice I grilled the heart and the kidneys. Oh god. Grilled meat too, but it was tough and cook it for a long time. Had its own fat. The meat of this woman took me a month to eat. The first time I ate human flesh through power, but then I got used to it. I guess, like he said, but the translation. But he had to power it kinda, through it. Yeah. It, the tr- you know, it's, it's translated into English. Oh, good.
0: So. Yeah. You just got to practice and then you get really yeah. good at it. It's and fine. And then
1: you really liked it.
0: The fuck?
1: On January 25th- I just feel like
0: if at first you don't like it, like, why try? Why keep you going don't succeed, with it? try, try again. No, just give up. <laughs> <laughs> that's just something you can just give up. It's like, not for everyone. That's fine. See, this is why
1: I'm like, what was his motivation? You know, mm-hmm. it, something snapped or something, mm-hmm. or he was just always like that.
0: No, he's like out of his mind.
1: Yeah. But he's able to maintain a seemingly normal life, and everyone around him thinks he's just this Because he probably Joe. thinks he's fine.
0: He thinks it's fine. Yeah. He wanted to so. do it. He just powered through and made it ha- He made his dreams come true. <laughs> he really wanted to like human. <laughs> So we kept eating until he did. It, it's
1: like, you know, when you're little and you try mm. your dad's beer for the first time and you're like, That is disgusting. Mm-hmm. I don't know why adults even drink that. It's poison. Yeah. And then you just power through your first few beers as yeah. like a young adult until your you taste buds mature. You, yeah. And mm-hmm. then you're like, I love a good beer. Oh, I get it
0: now. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: See, I just had to... So
0: refreshing.
1: Just had to uh, compare it to beer, and now you understand.
0: Yeah, no, I get it now, fully, completely (sighs) understand.
1: On January 25th, 1979, the body of the woman that he had killed was discovered. Yeah. A criminal case was opened, but the investigation did not lead to the killer's capture.
0: Is there any information of who she was?
1: No, they weren't really sure.
0: Oh, God.
1: She was like a poor peasant woman.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Who cares?
1: Well, you know, the less dead. (sighs) Like, uh, I don't know who coined that term. Man, I need to do my research.
0: Yeah, come on now. Let's do some research.
1: (laughs) Um, Nikolai would like, he, he lured female sex workers who were working local parks during the nighttime hours. They're just
0: trying to make a living, like, oh my god, leave him alone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's a a very common thing, seemingly, with serial killers, where they're trying to quote-unquote clean up the world by getting rid of sex workers or whatever. Well, that also,
0: they know that people aren't going to investigate that much. Exactly, that's that's the
1: main reason. They can get away with it for a lot longer. Yeah. Unfortunately, if these jobs were legitimized... Then they wouldn't be able to.
0: Except for, I'll say this, the Green River Killer, the police, like, in, um, Washington, they were on it, like, pretty quickly for that one, and they did a lot of work to try and catch him, but he was just lucky enough.
1: It's one in a million.
0: Yeah, they actually, like, yeah, it was insane, but, wow.
1: So he would lure them and then attack them down by the river, And he would hack them with an axe.
0: See, this is why I never hang out by Rivers, because they're not safe.
1: (laughs) I definitely hung out near Rivers as a youngin, because we live in Sacramento, and it's River City, and uh, definitely some unsavories down there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's just, like, walking around with an axe, no big deal? Apparently, maybe it was
1: more of a hatchet where he could, like, put it in his coat or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm Tied assuming it's cold there. He probably had like a you lot of You know what? On. That's
0: right. He's got bulky yeah. jackets. You yeah. can like easily hide a hatchet and you're like Or
1: two, yeah. bulky jacket. And like I said, he was doing his part to rid the world of sex workers and his Oh.
0: Mind. Okay. So he was one of the ones that was like cleaning up the streets.
1: That's I mean, that was generally his excuse that he used, mm-hmm. but right. Right, right. Over the next over the next few months, he killed at least six more women.
0: Oh God!
1: Um, at least that we could prove that he killed, but probably a lot more.
0: They already have enough to worry about. Like, come on.
1: I know, trying to like figure out where they're gonna get their next meal, and now they have like a cannibal amongst them with metal fangs.
0: Yeah, or where they're gonna stay, or like their own safety. Like, it's already a concern. Mm-hmm. Ugh, or like diseases, or. Ugh.
1: Cool. yeah and after each murder he would take home some of the meat and
0: so clearly quit. it's not about cleaning up the streets then he's like he's hungry <laughs> he's, he's acquired that taste for meat he's so hungry. Oh, i mean if he could like just that, get like a, a meal it's like that
1: episode of it's always sunny when they think they ate human <laughs> and they're like ravenous for it's human they have rabies, they have rabies. Yeah, oh my god yeah <laughs>
0: Is raccoon. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite episodes. Oh, that
0: one's so good! They look uh, awful. <laughs> so he
1: would uh, he would often bring meat home and store it in his fridge. Uh, his, okay, his murders
0: humans home and store them in his fridge.
1: Humans meat whatever potato potato. <laughs> His murderous streak was almost broken on August 21st, 1979, when, in a drunken stupor, he accidentally shot his friend and fellow firemen. Oh. I think they were just, you know, being...
0: Drunk and shooting guns?
1: Drunk and hellions, and I don't know. He shot him. He killed him. He was arrested. He killed
0: his friend? He
1: accidentally <sighs> shot and killed his friend.
0: Oh, uh, he was arrested,
1: God. and he was sent to the Serbsky Center. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Interesting. Yeah. In less than a year, he was released and returned to Yuzinagash. Why? Because uh, they said he was... They thought he was cured. They thought that he, he had good behavior while he was there, and oh, he didn't God. do anything alarming, so they were he like... He didn't murder
0: anyone when he was there?
1: <laughs> We've cured him. He's good <laughs> to go.
0: Wait, so and how long... The,
1: and because the murder was an accident, right. I think, like... manslaughter, you know. You know. Manslaughter. Um,
0: how long had he been murdering at this point?
1: Well, allegedly.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: Like a year, less than a year. because oh he my started. God. he started murdering, allegedly, in 1979, in like Didn't January. you say like more
0: than six people in a year?
1: Yeah, like one a month.
0: Oh my god. And no one's noticing that, like, women are going Um, missing?
1: Well, I think they definitely, well, they found, they've been finding bodies... That are, like, dismembered? Completely dismembered, like, organs, like, kind of Jack the Ripper-esque. Yeah. Like, some of them, you know, were just ripped open, decapitated, entrails spilling. Yeah,
0: we don't need to go into that. (laughs) You know,
1: if you want my pickled (laughs) eyeballs, a side of... (laughs) No. A human pate. I
0: just don't um, know what he's pickling. I just...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you really want to think about it?
0: No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, but I will say this, I did try, it we, we tried to make pickles, like, a year or so ago. They were very salty, so I don't know. It's I don't know what the trick is.
1: You gotta use human.
0: Oh, that's the trick? Human, yeah. yeah I don't know what the <laughs> trick is. I will learn how to pickle, but not...
1: It's an acquired taste, pickles. So, okay, I don't want to, <sighs> I don't want to think about it. Kay. Okay. Okay. Right. So
0: they're finding bodies, and they're just like, yeah. but
1: they're, are they they're... looking
0: into it, or are they like...
1: I'm sure as much as they can, but there's no real clues. Nothing points to him. He's a regular upstanding fireman who- Who just shot a friend. Charming. drunk. And, yeah. He like made a yeah. mistake. He shot just a like friend sharpened
0: was, his metal teeth into points, but it's like super chill. Well,
1: you know, you never know when you're going to be trapped in a house as a fireman and need to bite your wrist through <laughs> the wood or something with a little beaver. <laughs> <laughs> They probably they're, thought it was really smart. They're like, actually, sure, all of our firefighters yeah, the whole to, <laughs> The whole
0: crew got metal their teeth. teeth. <laughs> you're all getting new grills, and they're going to be yeah. sharp and pointy. <laughs> yeah. So let's start pulling right. out those teeth.
1: Yeah, so he's out in December of 1981. He hosted a party for friends, inviting some people to his house.
0: I thought he was a loner.
1: Well, he, like, was a loner, but what? But but had friends. You know, he kept to himself when he was doing his own thing. Like, he'd do his but own thing. But when he wanted to have,
0: like, a dinner party, then he had have... people to Yeah, because over. he was a
1: good cook, so yeah. he'd have, like, friends and stuff come over, and he'd cook for them. Okay. So, this is where... <sighs> i read a couple different sources, and... Some of them were a little bit conflicting, so I'm just going to tell you... I'm going to tell you what I've read. Okay. So he invited his friends over, unbeknownst... Okay, one source said he invited, like, two people that he was just, like, drinking with outside to come (laughs) hang out. Yeah. And then other sources were like, oh, he had his friends over for dinner. Okay. Either way, he had people over for food and drinks.
0: I'm thinking he was probably, like, drinking outside with some people and I was like, hey, why don't you come in for some dinner?
1: Maybe. Um, unbeknownst to them, one among them wouldn't make it out alive.
0: (gasps) Yes. Oh, God.
1: Shortly after the guests arrived, Nikolai pulled one of them aside into a separate room for a conversation. So, okay, this is where the sources vary. Uh Some of the sources said that during this time, he he pulled one of the people into another room to have a chat with them. And during this time... One of the other guests decided that they wanted to go refill their drinks, so they Uh-oh. went to the fridge.
0: Uh oh. Uh oh.
1: And they opened the fridge, <gasps> and staring back at them was the head of a woman. He took the head. So this is where I don't think that that story is true because. Because it, what's it he gonna do with the like head, right? Exactly. Like yeah. he's been taking parts that he's eating and stuff, and like yeah. a couple sources said this, and like he, that yeah. that he that this someone opened the fridge, saw the head, and then like. That's very dramatic. That's you know, like, yeah, yeah, like a good like story, a, but. A movie. Yeah. But then, um, and then they heard. Also, like, squ- why would
0: you have people over, give them drinks, and, like, not expect them to open the fridge?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Okay.
1: I, I that's why, like, I, originally I wasn't going to include that part, but then there were a number of sources that said that. Ooh. But, but, um,. What I think is more likely yeah. is um, when he... So he pulled one of the guests into a bed a, a bedroom or something to chat. And instead of chatting, he killed this guest.
0: Oh, lovely. While other guests are at his home.
1: Despite the fact that other several other guests okay. were just so rooms I feel away. Like,
0: I feel like maybe he's out of his mind. Because... That's so obvious.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Unless he, like, gets away with it.
1: So, he...
0: He's like, begins oh, leave dis- really quickly.
1: T- well, well, you just wait. Oh, he God! He begins dismembering this guest just right there, there in the bedroom. Okay, yeah. And then another guest came looking for him. Yeah, obviously. And when they opened the door... They came upon a horrifying scene. Yeah, and,
0: obviously.
1: And all the people that were there ran out of the house and called the police.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: The arriving policeman caught the cannibal on his knees, smeared with blood.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Uh, Can you... Okay, okay wait, wait, this- wait.
0: Let's backtrack. Can you imagine <laughs> your friend invites you over for a lovely dinner... You go over there, you're all drinking, having a good time. Oh, he wants to have a conversation with another friend. Like, that's chill. Then it's like, oh, it's been a while. I would like another drink. We got to find out, like, where he went. Then you open the door and you see this dude just, like, covered in blood with someone in front of him, like, all ripped up.
1: Covered in blood. Those- and, I mean, I was going to say the weird part, but like, <laughs> whole thing is the, the whole weird thing part. is disturbing. But the weird part is. Yeah. Every source said that uh he was naked. And oh, I'm like, when god. When did he get naked?
0: <laughs> well, he can't get blood on his clothes. That's like really obvious, you know, when you're like dismembering a, a body in a the house with your guests.
1: I mean, probably limited clothing. So we had to take he was his nice very, clothes like, off. always very like neat
0: and tidy. You yeah, can't get blood. That's true. It's hard to get blood out. I mean, it's really not. That's... You just use cold water. I'm just going to say that, but <laughs> Wow. <sighs>
1: Uh, I mean, that's, so, like, an
0: image you never get out of your mind.
1: Okay, but get this image. So Uh-oh. the police, the police, like, bust in, and they're like, what the actual fuck? Yes. This guy's hunched over, naked, covered yes. in blood, like, drinking blood, and, yeah. like, you know, He's nibbling on bits. Mind. Ew! And so the police are so stunned yeah. that he was able to just run away. Shut the fuck he up. Just, he just ran past them.
0: Okay, wait, i want to say this. <laughs> they're a little bit homophobic out there, right?
1: Oh, that's true. So, so they're, they're probably a like, man running I'm him? not going
0: to touch this naked, na- this not naked man. Like, not gay. Not I can't do it. <laughs> I will not touch him.
1: I didn't even think about that, but that is a possibility.
0: I mean, if it's winter time, they're probably like, he's going to freeze to death out there. It's fine. Just let him go.
1: Well, he fled to the mountains naked with a hatchet in his hands.
0: Lovely. <laughs> This guy is out of his fucking mind.
1: A twenty-four-hour manhunt commenced, ending when he was found hiding at his cousin's house the next day on December nineteenth, nineteen eighty. So this
0: guy shows up at his cousin's house, naked, covered in blood, with a hatchet. And his cousin's, and his cousin's like, "Come on oh. in."
1: Oh. He's like, "Wow, Nikolai, you look like you could use some vodka. Come on in." <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. See, that's family for you. That's family. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, God. Uh,
1: So they caught him at his trial one year later. He was charged with seven of the nine murders he was suspected of committing.
0: Nine women. Or eight women and a friend.
1: I mean, more likely, more than that, but... Because it seems unlikely that he would just start all of a sudden and then kill, like, one woman a month for, like, until he's caught. How long is his
0: spree, though? Like, a year, and then he spent a year locked up, and then he got out, and then, like, another how long? Do we know? Mm -hmm. So not that long, though, like, a little over a year? No, not long at all.
1: Yeah, because he... Basically, he started in 79, and then he was... In the, uh, in... He was in the institution, or in the prison, or whatever, or jail. 81? I don't know. Sorry, my dates are a little messed up. No,
0: no, that's fine. He... I just feel like, you know, the meat lasted him. This is disgusting. The poor human being lasted him a month. So it makes sense Mm -hmm. that he'd murder every month. Hmm. Right? I mean so I feel he like he's food. probably not, you know.
1: Well, and he did say that he was hunting.
0: This is disgusting.
1: <laughs> I know. But in his mind, if he is hunting <gasps> yeah, in his humans mind... and he's like eating his kill. Yeah,
0: and it lasts a month and then he knows yeah. he has to go so out for the next one. He, so hungry. it makes sense that it'd be like, you know, one a month.
1: Perhaps.
0: Yeah.
1: At his trial, so he's charged. La la. Though he was declared insane. Yeah. Therefore not guilty. Oh. Due to his previous diagnosis of schizophrenia. Right. So instead of prison, yeah. the court sent him to a closed mental hospital in Tashkent, Uzbekistan. Okay. So he's in there for. I mean, I think eight- that's the
0: right choice. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. He's in there for eight years. Okay. On August 29th, 1989, he put in a request for a transfer to another facility. No. <laughs> no! <laughs> you know how that happens.
0: Oh my god! It happens like so much!
1: <laughs> Never transfer them! Never
0: transfer them.
1: So, as you guessed, yes. Nikolai fled. Using yeah, of the car, he
0: did. which oh, was transporting
1: shit. him to the other facility.
0: God damn it.
1: He wandered for a long time around the USSR, and according to some reports, he committed a series of murders in Moscow and Kazakhstan.
0: I'm sure he did.
1: Right. Like, well, he wouldn't have yeah. stopped.
0: Yeah. He's no. He's alone
1: and hungry. Ew.
0: <laughs> so rob a store, you know? <laughs> <laughs> steal from the grocery store. I don't know.
1: In in the past, he had been pronounced, quote unquote, cured a bunch of times and released. So I feel um, like after
0: the first or maybe the second time when he's cured and then obviously not cured, then you just, you're like, he's clearly not cured, you know?
1: Well, so during the times of him going like in and out of the hospital before he was... Sentenced or whatever. Yeah. He, you know, didn't have very good relations with his native village anymore. Because they were like, you crazy.
0: Yeah. And terrifying.
1: So he was not well received there. So knowing that the villagers would likely turn him in, he didn't return back to his home. I can't imagine
0: him being welcomed anywhere.
1: (laughs) But one of the... mm, Maybe maybe it was a good decision, maybe not, but uh, so to not alarm the public, no announcement was ever no. made of his escape.
0: How is that a good decision?
1: They didn't want the people to be scared and riled up.
0: No, you need to let them know!
1: So for two years... No. The local law enforcement searched high and low...
0: In secret. Hoping... Uh,
1: yeah, hoping that the killings would not start up somewhere else in the Soviet Union. You're
0: like, "Hey, just a casual, you know, like no big deal, just super casual. Have you seen someone with metal <laughs> fangs and or yeah. do you have a lot of it's sex really workers <laughs> who are who have been discovered?" You know, no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. It's like it's so chill.
1: <sighs> totally normal. We just you know,
0: just checking. You know, chances are no. I mean, probably not, but, you know. Yeah.
1: You know, we're, we're your local, local census. We're just checking in on the number of mutilated sex workers in your area. Oh, speaking of. And famed individuals.
0: The, someone came by to take the census here. We have the same mm-hmm. birthday.
1: You and the census taker? Yeah.
0: Because they have to ask for your birthday. He's like, "What's your birthday?" And I told him, and he's like, "Oh, mine too. Not the same year, but same day." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, I live in I live in the in the village too." And I was like, "No way!" And he's like, "Yeah, Shit. maybe maybe we'll like hear each other celebrating." And I was like, "Probably happy not. Birthday, it's gonna be birthday. a quiet one." But <laughs>
1: <laughs> just like yell on your birthday, "Happy birthday!"
0: Wherever you are, census taker, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> okay, so not a good idea to not inform people. Not
1: a good idea, and you know there had been murders here and there but no but no none of them have been proven to be
0: him yeah because no one's looking for him so you can't be and like also, oh he was here at that time well and no also there was
1: there was also a another serial killer around oh, the great. same time mm-hmm. in the same areas Lovely. that were you know targeting women as well so yeah. not sure if it was him or nikolai I just feel like
0: it's not that hard. like he has a very defining feature. It's not that <laughs> hard to pick him fakes. out. Great. <laughs> right? It's not it can't yeah. be that hard.
1: That's that's a good call.
0: You, just like open your mouth. Oh, smile for the camera. <laughs> Let's see some teeth. Mm. Oh, there he little, is.
1: Oh, you got a little blood on your mouth. You might want to just mu- wipe that <laughs> off before we take the picture.
0: <laughs> oh, the crazy guy covered in blood with the metal teeth. Yeah, that's the one we're looking the for. The naked
1: man with the hatchet <laughs> and the metal teeth running through the village.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: So for for those two years, he was reported being seen around Moscow, Kyrgyzstan, and Uzbekistan, he hid in the mountains, mainly in Kyrg- Kyrgyzstan,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, where he collected medical plants and he bartered them for food with the local population.
0: What does that mean?
1: I guess he weed? would find... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, what is this medical plant Opium? he speaks of?
0: Poppies and weed?
1: Just like any like herbs and stuff that, that are used in oh, okay. um, medicine practices. Yeah, okay,
0: herbs, yeah. Yeah. And he was trading the herbs
1: for food and different things. Yeah, so he okay, would go. Well, he would productive. go in the mountain. He would go in the mountains, collect his yeah. herbs and stuff, Wild and then he'd harvesting. go.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then
1: he'd yeah. go into town and he'd trade them for what he needed.
0: I mean, why didn't he do that all along? <laughs> he would have he acquired chill. the taste. Look, he could identify plants. That's super chill. That could have been his livelihood.
1: Hmm. Oh. But it was not. No, it was not at all. With each passing day, it became harder and harder for him to hide as hang gliders pestered him constantly, and motor vehicles were also engaged in the search.
0: Wait, what? So now they have a search with like hang gliders?
1: You know, the secret, the police just being like,
0: we're nothing, doing <laughs> nothing but hang gliding just to the mountain. Look just for any looking glints for- off of teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just looking at the beautiful view. Hoping that Mom. he looks up with his mouth open like
1: and ah, smiles.
0: <laughs> look at the he's out line. there
1: <laughs> Yeah, oh, not God. sure what the plan was, but uh
0: They're just like, Oh we're gonna lighting. drive around the mountains. Yeah. It's okay, we'll find him. We'll spend our time driving around the mountains and hang gliding until we find someone.
1: Could you imagine, like, at, like each week that goes by and you don't find him, you're just like, fuck, like, do we say something now? Do we tell Is the Is it public? too late we, to be like, oh, it's too been too two
0: years and we still <laughs> haven't so found him? So, by the way,
1: <laughs> you may have noticed all of us hang gliding around the mountains.
0: I mean, what two years think? ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I know. I can't imagine those meetings. Like, no, it's too late now. It's too late now. We can't say anything. (laughs) It's
1: it's way, yeah. Now the people are going to get really upset.
0: I mean, maybe like a year ago, if we had something a year ago. But now it's like, no way.
1: So Nikolai, seeing all this commotion, he decided that he needed to, he needed to kind of Divert the investigators' attention because they Why were he getting move? too close. Because uh, he had a pretty good setup, finding the medicinal plants <laughs> and, <laughs> and trading them for things.
0: Okay, yeah. I have
1: no idea. Okay, I don't what's, know. what's
0: his I, great diversion I, plan? I'm dying to hear this.
1: So he decided he wanted to make the investigators think that he was in the capital. So he asked a person with whom he was familiar with mm-hmm. to take a letter that he had written to a friend in Bishkek and mail it from Moscow. How
0: does he still have friends?
1: He's charming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. The man
1: can cook a good meal, oh. he can find medicine. So
0: he's gonna get stamped in that area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so
1: it's it's gonna be sent from Moscow to Bishkek, so it'll seem like Wouldn't he was in know, Moscow. Like
0: why would he be sending letters? Well Wasn't it's that been two obvious? years
1: It's been two years. Maybe he thinks that he's...
0: He's in the clear.
1: He's in the clear, yeah.
0: Except for all the motorcycles and shit?
1: The letter ended with the terrible words, quote, Now I will return soon. There are a lot of beautiful women here. No one will notice their loss.
0: Okay. His (laughs)
1: stratagem worked. As the are press you serious? And, as the press and various publications spread the rumors that Nikolai was in the capital.
0: I just don't the population, feel like the police are doing a great job in this.
1: <laughs> well, now the population of Moscow was alarmed by a small item in the Kuranti pa- newspaper. Oh, which good. Said, Someone's
0: publishing it then.
1: Which said that Nikolai was seen in the city and surrounding region.
0: So now people are just seeing him
1: everywhere, even though he's not there.
0: Okay, so, yeah, maybe not the best way to publicize the...
1: And I think this is why they didn't want to tell the public, because then everyone would... There'd just be mass hysteria.
0: See people calling in and being like, I saw him here, I saw him there. And then they'd be like, oh, did he have metal teeth? And they're like, well, no. And then it's like, well, okay.
1: Or or your imagination could think, like, you know, well, his mouth was closed, but he definitely had metal teeth.
0: (laughs) <clears throat> yeah maybe
1: later i just feel like e- they
0: have every right to be hysteric you know
1: well later in an effort to eliminate the panic the authorities refuted the claim
0: that oh, he good. was out good they were like, yeah, no that- no he's
1: fine totally fine we <laughs> just the whole team is taking up hang gliding but we're all fine <laughs> nothing
0: to it's see just here. team building it's fine <laughs> oh my god This is just I okay. This is just not Uh a good. This is not good police work. I'm gonna say it. This is not good police work.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: I'm sorry. I don't mean to like hurt (laughs) your feelings here.
1: He's been out in the forest for like two years, and I'm sure the elements are harsh in. Oh
0: God. So cold. Yeah.
1: Um. So he decided that he wanted to end his adventures by staging a theft. Oh, and this, this guy this time, is like a
0: mastermind. Okay.
1: He, he had taken on a new identity. So he thought that if he got caught, like if he stole something and just got they taken to jail. They wouldn't notice the teeth? They wouldn't know it was him. But then he would get to go to jail and get, you know, three meals a day and a bed and stuff.
0: How could they and... not notice the teeth?
1: <laughs> you and the teeth. Get over it.
0: Is this a common thing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
1: No, I know. I, I, I that's a very good question. He'd
0: like never be able to open his mouth.
1: Never smile.
0: You gotta talk like covered <laughs> teeth with his lips. Like can't cover even. your
1: teeth <laughs> with your lips.
0: And they're like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> nothing. Like, oh, I nothing. I was at all. born this way. My lips are very
1: tight. <laughs> <laughs> so he staged a theft, which I don't know that he staged a theft or that he just stole something. Yeah, it sounds like he, he just he, yeah. He, he I think just he just stole something. Went thieving. He went a thieving um, and intended to return to Tashkent and go to prison for a minor crime.
0: Mm-hmm. His
1: plan was successful. And in April 1991. Okay,
0: who am I to say that no one's going to look at his teeth? Because clearly he <laughs> knows better than I do. He's like well, doing fine. But
1: also no one's out looking for, I mean, the police are, but no one else is looking for him in that area because oh, no one, my they've God. refuted the claim that he's out there. See, this is so, why it's his
0: bad police work. No one's so, communicating.
1: Guess what he was arrested for stealing.
0: Oh, God. What was he thieving? Mm. Um, porcelain tea.
1: No. He was arrested for stealing a sheep.
0: A sheep? <laughs> a sheep. <laughs> he stole a sheep.
1: He stole a sheep. And, get this, what? when he w- when he was getting booked, he claimed... To be Chinese. Now, you saw a picture of him.
0: (laughs) I am speechless. I'm just, like, I'm, like, speechless and have so many questions at the same time.
1: Which kind of leads to the very, very mental illness thing, where it's, like, he is either super manipulative and, like, you know, has, like, thoughts of grandeur where he can just, like, beat anyone, but or he literally thinks that he's Chinese.
0: Yeah, because why would that help him, being Chinese?
1: Okay, I don't know a 100%. Maybe he thought they were going to send him back to China. I'm also not sure about how they segregated their prisons. If maybe they had, like, foreign people in one prison, and then, like, the... So he wouldn't be recognized. Right, so if he's in, like, the foreign prison... No one's looking for a Chinese man Do you with think fangs. they have that? I don't I'm not sure like the way that it was written Yeah. It sounded like that, but I'm okay. not I'm not So they sure. believed
0: him. They trusted that he was Chinese.
1: Yeah. Did yeah. he
0: assume a Chinese identity? <laughs> he have a Chinese name? He it,
1: uh, I couldn't find any sources And he's like that speaking gave...
0: perfect Russian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very hard language to learn. I've heard it's like one of the hardest language languages to learn is Russian. It seems hard. I mean, you have to learn a whole new alphabet. Yeah, it's it's very difficult. And they're like nuances and just, you know. So he's I mean, you heard, like, me you, you heard me I trying. You heard me trying to pronounce some words. Yeah, yeah. So I just feel like, you know, speaking fluent Russian and claiming to be Chinese... <laughs> But, like, but clearly I've been wrong all, I'm going to stop talking because clearly I've been wrong this whole time, so.
1: But then, like, once they got him into the interrogation rooms, during the interrogations, he confessed to the theft. I mean, isn't it
0: obvious he had, like, a sheep with him, right? But he
1: he couldn't explain how he made his way to the Soviet Union from China.
0: Right. So, like, where did you get the sheep? (laughs) First of all. And they like, "Okay, you got me. I stole it." And i are like, "Okay." And then, "How did you get here from China?" And he's like, "I, I don't like, know." This
1: isn't this is not a sheep. This is my wife. How dare you?
0: <laughs> She's also Chinese. How rude. <laughs> yeah. How rude. And they're like, "Okay, maybe you're right." I and don't know. They were know. like, "Yeah. Clearly the tag we on don't her know. ear, we can maybe, I don't know, is that jewelry or is that something we can track?" <laughs> Because what year is this? This is like the 90s?
1: Yeah, this is 91. <laughs> Feels like the okay. dark ages.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really does. So he like coax the sheep out. It's <laughs> like walking around with his sheep. He's like, oh, I stole a sheep and I'm Chinese. <laughs> Take a picture with this Chinese man and his sheep. It only costs you whatever. I don't know what their money is.
1: Oh, God. Remember when that lady in Peru got so mad at it. us?
0: She cursed us. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I do feel bad. I do feel bad. Do we should have given she her more money. Reason,
1: does she think, do you think she was the reason we had to jump our van so many times?
0: Oh, no, that's because of David. <laughs> that's solely David's fault for being a little absent minded.
1: <laughs> Love you, David.
0: <laughs> it's not um, your fault. You get easily it's distracted. Not.
1: It's okay. <laughs> I get it. And it
0: doesn't like it. Didn't do the bling 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 thing that you know cars here do when you leave the lights on and it goes. Bing,
1: oh, my bing, truck. Bing. Do- my truck doesn't do that either.
0: Yeah, but your truck can like leave the lights on forever and you're fine.
1: Four and a half hours is the record so far.
0: That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shit. So you can't
0: blame David.
1: No. Because of a discrepancy. So I think the discrepancy was that he was not Chinese. and
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just a small discrepancy. Uh, a request was
1: sent to Ma- Moscow for assistance, and Colonel Yuri Dub- Dubyagin... Yuri Dubyagin.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was Dubyagin, one name.
1: ...who participated in the, the original effort to capture Nikolai.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He arrived in Fergana, which is the, the town where he stole... The sheep from.
0: So finally they have someone involved who knows who this guy is.
1: So then the sheep thief was revealed as the cannibal. He's like, (gasps)
0: he's not Chinese.
1: (laughs) Not only is he not Chinese.
0: (laughs) We've been looking for him secretly for two years.
1: (laughs) Haven't you noticed our hang gliding activity around your town? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All the police are in disguise oh, wearing, like, fake mustaches and hang gliding. Like...
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> he was taken into custody and returned to a psychiatric hospital in Kazakhstan.
0: Okay, it's about time. However... No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> in
1: 2015,
0: Whoa. reports
1: began to surface
0: that, that gone Nikolai
1: again. had once again escaped from oh. the police... And was once again on the run. Even and they're more not letting anyone know? <laughs> even more concerning was the fact that the hospital he was allegedly being held in never confirmed his presence. <gasps> Police in Uzbekistan also wouldn't confirm whether they were looking for him or whether local citizens should be concerned.
0: What the... F- so they still haven't learned? They're still doing this shit?
1: But the oh, story God. of his 2015 escape, however... Yeah. Was never confirmed. The police actually tracked down the author of the false Facebook report. Oh, okay. Who turned out to be a twenty one year old female resident I was gonna from say it turned
0: out to be him all along. <laughs> <laughs> the sheep. The female, that he sheep <laughs> the female Chinese sheep thief
1: <laughs> she who's twenty one and lives in the, the native village. So it was a it was actually a young woman from his native village who had spread these rumors. Well, it's
0: believable. I mean, if it yep. happened before, why not happen again, you know?
1: She was subsequently arrested and confessed.
0: Okay. And she's probably spending longer in prison than he is.
1: Currently, Nikolai Jumageliev is isolated from society and is incarcerated in a special psychiatric clinic fenced with barbed wire in the village of Atkas in Almaty region, where or... he is in- where he is engaged in the repair of small equipment or is he? he he once filed an application to be given the death penalty but it was wow. regarded by but it was rebar- regarded by experts as a symptom of the deterioration of his condition doctors said about wow. him his behavior is orderly the patient is calm he willingly works in the department, helping the staff. We have no grounds to believe that he poses a danger to others. He can quietly Except be- for all the murder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? He can quietly be in society and be observed in a regular hospital. No. The question of his discharge is still open. No.
0: No. Spe-
1: Specialists studying serial killers strongly disagree with the conclusion of the doctors. Thank you. At the clinic.
0: Yes, and so, he's been quote unquote cured multiple times. Like, clearly he can be okay in hospitals under like extreme supervision, but as soon as he's let, he's let out, like, right, oh no, if it's he's fine. Actually... He can check in at normal hospitals. It's fine. He's not going to murder again. Like, what the
1: fuck? Because if he's actually suffering from these mental illnesses if he's being medicated and in a controlled environment yeah and not
0: giving opportunities to like murder because he's being like watched
1: i forgot to mention that i got this information from wikipedia murderpedia all things interesting Anomalien, killer cloud and i got the uh sti information from the cdc nice the tossed salad and the scrambled egg
0: The tossed salad scrambled egg
1: the tossed salad
0: tossed salad
1: and the scrambled egg
0: a scrambled egg so a tossed salad is someone who clearly knows right from wrong and chooses to do wrong anyway
1: right so the tossed salad has more components the person is able to compartmentalize and
0: a scrambled egg is someone who can't tell right from wrong and they're just completely scrambled.
1: Just one component, one track mind. They're all kinds of mixed up. There's no focus. They're disorganized. So, what do you think? Toss salad, scrambled, scrambled.
0: egg. Scrambled. Scrambled.
1: Right? right? Because no. Like nothing, brain nothing
0: scrambled. Nothing
1: pointed to, like, up until he was 18, allegedly, mm-hmm. not, nothing. Even further than that. Like he he was he was able to get through his childhood, he graduated high school, yeah. he joined the army. Yeah. Nothing standing out that happened. Then he got these two STIs and then he starts Well,
0: killing. and just the way that he like talks about it and he's so casual and the fact that he murdered someone like in his own house with other people there.
1: Yeah, basically like I said earlier that <sighs> once the police got him talking, he spilled like he went into great detail about yeah. everything he did and he didn't seem to be concerned like you know he wasn't like remorseful or he he didn't seem to see how it impacted other people it was more of a matter of fact like yeah i went hunting for women and yeah like when i i saw this one and yeah i <sighs> I, I i think straight up scrambled egg for sure
0: yeah, I think his brain is, like, syphilitic and, like, dissolved. Like, I don't think.
1: Something.
0: And he needs to be in- institutionalized for his whole life because fuck that guy.
1: And that's why, like, honestly, I I found it so fascinating because of that. Yeah. Because there's, like, case after case where it's like, ah, yeah, you know, he was three years old and killing squirrels and, right. like, wetting the bed and burning down his grandpa's barn and yeah. all that stuff. and. Yeah like sign after sign we're like why why didn't you get that child help yeah and with him and it it's pretty current i mean it was in the 70s and 80s and right. 90s like pretty current no signs that he had any kind of messed up childhood no signs of abuse no signs of like a domineering mom and an absent father right
0: just an unchecked sti
1: that's the only, like, literally the only thing I could find that no, was... No, and I know,
0: I mean, it makes people, like, crazy. It really does. And yeah, maybe he did have some other mental health issues going on alongside of it, but I feel like that could be enough. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, everyone get checked periodically, and a lot of these diseases are either preventable or, like, you know, curable, so...
1: And I'm just gonna say, if yeah. you're a naked man hiding yeah. in the forest from authorities... And you see a bunch of hang gliders. Yeah. Probably looking for you.
0: Yeah. Also, if you are a cousin and your relative shows up at your door naked with a hatchet covered in blood, you know, maybe report it to the authorities. I don't know. Call it in. Uh, you know, do it
1: different in the USSR. If
0: you are the police and someone has escaped, please <laughs> let people know. You know, please just like inform the public because, yeah, maybe they'll freak out and rightfully so. And you might have a better chance of catching them. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Just putting it out there.
1: But then again, I mean, I do agree with you, but also the amount of false reporting that happens when people are like on the lookout and everyone thinks like, oh, I see that person. And then you have like thousands of false reports to like sift through to find the one report that's actually real.
0: But if you get the one report that's actually real, maybe instead of... Two years. It's only like you know a couple weeks, couple months. I don't know. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I just feel yeah, like the so, public
0: deserves to know. That's all.
1: So I definitely think he's a scrambled egg, but but part of me like thinks he's got like a piece of lettuce in the scramble because <laughs> just because like he was able to for two years. Yeah. Live Like, maintain, like, survive in the wilderness by himself.
0: In the USSR. the
1: USSR. The former USSR. Yeah. Harsh environments.
0: Extremely harsh.
1: And he's able to barter. He knew what plants were valuable. And I don't know if he learned that while he was, like, a chemist in the army. Like, maybe he learned what plants were valuable.
0: But I feel like just because he was able to survive, which is, yeah, granted a huge feat all on its own. Like, I just feel like he's out of his mind.
1: He's definitely out of his mind. But I just mean, like, he has, like, the one piece of lettuce
0: that's able to,
1: <laughs> like, at least keep him alive. You know? Like, he was able to survive. Yeah. He was, like, functioning
0: and... on his own.
1: Yeah. Surviving. Like, always... Yeah, yeah. And, and like, everyone said, he was always, like, very clean, very friendly, very, like, right. he hosted parties. He was able to, like, he was able to have
0: But that's the normal... scary part, right?
1: interactions yeah. yes that is yeah. terrifying yeah
0: <laughs> oh it's that com- compartmentalizing right which is why i think he's got like just a piece of lettuce i mean maybe he's got one dangling lettuce i don't know <laughs> <laughs> a wilted lettuce yeah,
1: like a piece of lettuce that fell from someone else's salad yeah onto a little his wilted omelet. yeah you know. yeah
0: maybe yeah. wow i did not know about that guy that is Wow. Metal fang. Wow. Also the fact that the women, like, weren't even talked about, like, you know.
1: That was the weird thing, too, where... Um, they weren't,
0: like, get, basically, you know, named or... any
1: source that I found, it was, like, they talked about the the first murder because yeah. he had that huge quote about how he went about it. Right. And then it was, like, and then he killed, like, seven or eight, maybe nine more women, but it was, like... No names, yeah. no... I couldn't find any information about, like, details about the other murders. Yeah. Um, I think, like, you can find his the uh, transcript of the court case. So maybe that went into more detail, but that is so boring to read sometimes. I know, yeah. Like,
0: no, it's so dry. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, I mean... We're not experts, and we're not fact-checkers. We're just storytellers, so... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure someone else has a a better understanding of exactly what happened. And then the other part, too, is that it is, you know, translated from Russian... Right. ...to English, so I don't know what was lost in translation and what wasn't, so... Right. I did the best I could with what I had.
0: No, you did a good job. I'm just kind of like those poor women... You know? Yes. They weren't even, like, named that's or what, yes. their stories weren't even told. I know. I was trying to yeah. find
1: their names so I could at least acknowledge them, but it was, right. like, one woman and then, like, six, seven, eight more. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, yeah, not even, then, like, the- a
0: correct number of, like, how many, like, yeah. that's just- Right,
1: but that's what you get with minimal research and,
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> You know, we don't have some time us, for this. <laughs> some of us have to work.
0: Look, we don't have time to learn Russian and translate these documents, okay? What do you want? Ugh,
1: jeez. I know. I'm I'm working, you know, forty plus hours a week and god, doing this so podcast and trying yeah. to do other things. So
0: trying to get laundry done so you don't have to like Oh
1: god. You know. Yeah, I guess I should tell the podcast that uh, <laughs> I realized yesterday after A long day of work.
0: A full day.
1: A full day, a full eight-hour shift. Uh, And during that shift, I had thought that I had developed a nice butt. Uh, Because I've been walking up and down a bunch of stairs for work. That's right. And uh, nope, turns out my underwear rose backwards. (laughs) Did not grow a bigger butt. I'm just an idiot. That's it. That
0: last... That last pair of underwear that we all have, the last resort underwear. Yeah,
1: I was down to the last resort underwear because it was time to do laundry, and it was it was either that or Commando. And apparently, no, I'm not I to choose, brag,
0: but I, I should do choose have a...
1: Commando next time because I... <laughs> apparently my ability to put on underwear in a half sleep stupor is yeah. uh, not a good sign.
0: So I have a couple last resort underwear. Mm, I'm not yeah I'm not trying to brag but (laughs) (laughs) they're in pretty bad shape but it's like you know I need to have them just in case last resort happens a lot more often than I'd like it to which
1: in that case it's like why don't I just buy another pack of underwear yes uh, but why do I keep the last resort underwear yes like nobody wants that shit
0: yes
1: but then it's also part humiliation where you're like Oh, um, I guess I have I'm down to wear this, to this. disgusting underwear. Yes. I have got to do laundry.
0: <laughs> yeah, you kind of need that rock bottom for laundry. You do. Right? Otherwise, yeah. it's like,
1: meh, I can just flip these underwear inside out and wear That's them another right. couple days.
0: You know, some people do the like flip it inside out, wear it backwards kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But you've learned well, the backwards is not just work. Tell you,
1: it does not. It does <laughs> Does. I feel I mean, like for well, women, backwards would fair, not work at all. You would get a wedgie.
0: It would be very you uncomfortable. You gotta go
1: boxers or boxer briefs. Yeah. But uh, apparently it's doable because I got through an eight-hour shift wearing them <laughs> with only feeling like my just butt just feeling really bigger. good about
0: that bubble <laughs> butt you've developed.
1: I was like, mm, girl. Pop it like it's hot. Filling out
0: these <laughs> pants so nicely. I was gonna be staring.
1: Well, also, because like... They- <laughs> these shorts that i'm wearing are uh i have like 3 3 pla- 3 pair of black cut off jeans for shorts <laughs> uh-huh two Did of them were the these cut exact- off yourself one of them okay. two of them came that way so uh-huh. two of them are like the exact same shorts i just have two pair cuz i like yeah. them they're comfortable yeah. the other pair that i cut from a pair of jeans it's like they're it's a little bit tighter because they don't it's not as straight. Doesn't have the stretch that the other jeans do. Okay. So I just assumed that, oh, these are the tighter pants. Oh, no. Like, (laughs) uh, it must be the pants, or my butt is getting much more (laughs) voluptuous. Yes, yes. But no. No, no, no. Oh,
0: thanks for sharing. Also, speaking of last resort underwear, do you need to like wash things? Do you need to wash yourself? Check out Humble Bee Herbal.
1: Have you ever needed to wash a pair of underwear in the sink? I oh, have, and mm. I've definitely used my Humble Bee Herbal soap. I use it on everything. I use it to wash my clothes. Let I use it to wash myself. Let me tell you
0: this. I used the charcoal bar, Blemish Be Gone. My, my skin is so sensitive on my face in particular. Right, I know. If I you put anything on it, I break out, out immediately. Like yeah. Even though I am like almost 30 years old, I still have breakouts all the time. Especially the mask mm-hmm. situation, like breakout, right?
1: But you know what that means. What? You have nicer skin. Got more oil. Just that's right. Less I wrinkles. will, like,
0: not have wrinkles forever. At the same time, I'm developing wrinkles and breaking out. So that's, like, lots of <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. So I look
1: like an old teenager.
0: <laughs> anyway. Facial steams are key right now. Facial steams Ooh. are making my skin, like, feel so happy. And I used that charcoal bar. Yeah. I did not break out. It was really? amazing. It was amazing. You were actually
1: able to use a, a thing I on your face? I was able to wash
0: my face with soap. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. I did. I tried it out last night. And I was a little bit skeptical, and it was beautiful.
1: Nice. So, you're going to use it from now on?
0: I am going to. And the facial steams, like mask wearers out there, everyone being responsible, clean out your pores. It gets gunky.
1: Is the blemish gone, the one with the flowers on top or the yeah, one? Yeah, with...
0: it's beautiful. Yes. So,
1: it's got these beautiful little. Um, dried flowers on on the top and it's, yes. it's a black charcoal
0: soap it's yeah beautiful. and charcoal pulls out all the impurities it's amazing and it feels so good my face felt so clean and still moisturized it didn't like overly dry but it didn't also like oil up my skin which is very oily it's amazing Wow. Yeah. Well, let me
1: tell you about the shaving soap that they have.
0: (gasps) Tell me all about it.
1: Because, I mean, what you you said basically reminded me of that. Oh, Um, that you
0: break out and have wrinkles?
1: (laughs) Yes, I break out and have wrinkles, so shave!
0: We're, like, going through (laughs) puberty and aging at the same time.
1: Girl, I've been through puberty twice. I'm Mm -hmm. still a pubescent man-child. Uh, actually that's the reason that I kind of stopped I I didn't shave that's why I grew a beard because my skin would get irritated and I would get pimples yeah um from shaving and right. with the shaving soap from Humblebee Herbal it it lathers on really nice it's kind of clear so I can see my face like what I'm cutting away so I'm not just Hacking away my beard. you don't
0: get like uneven facial hair no
1: and <laughs> it's like it's super soothing and it doesn't like you don't feel oily but it doesn't dry you out at all it feels nice. just clean it feels good. clean and it smells good
0: yeah that's oh, I so love it. the so charcoal good. smells so good yeah oh, it's so yeah. good
1: humblebeherbal.com humblebeherbal.com mm-hmm,
0: Humblebeeherbal.com. Humblebeeherbal.com.
1: mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so mine I got my information from the Los Angeles Times, uh Wikipedia, CBS News and something called Mirror.
1: Oh yeah, Mirror UK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, UK. UK yep. is, like, on, they're, like, so into what's happening over here. It's like, okay.
1: Uh, they're into true crime. Sad sure. that you
0: lost us, UK. Oh. <laughs> also sad that you, like, totally ditched the EU, which was a like, bad decision. Like, you guys had it so Girl. good. So good. But
1: can I just say. What? And at least they did that before we had this mess.
0: I mean, I just just
1: feel like we're not alone in the world of like, what (laughs) in the fucks?
0: Okay. Okay. So some of this I got from, uh, they like interviewed some of the people involved. So some of this is going to be like dialogue or like quotes from them. Oh, cool. Yeah. So this, okay. I'm just going to jump in. Jump. Thursday, (laughs) July 15th, 1976.
1: Oh, we were about the same year.
0: Oh coincidence? Okay. I think not. No oh, really. <laughs> oh,
1: oh. But yes, very much coincidence.
0: Yes, very much. <laughs>
1: we did not discuss our cases before we It is
0: kinda of weird though how sometimes we have themes that we don't even know about. Yep. That's so bizarre. Okay, so picture this. Summertime seventy six. You wouldn't know what it's like, but imagine Where
1: where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Uh, that well, is the real mystery.
0: We're in Chowchilla, which part of the oh, reasons why okay. I chose this is because I love the name Chowchilla. It's hilarious.
1: Chowchilla it sounds like a like a little a- fluffy animal.
0: Wouldn't it be a great like restaurant? You like chow and chill. Oh, we're in
1: Chowchilla.
0: <laughs> Time to chill. But
1: also we have like chinchillas that run around.
0: Cute a chinchilla named Chowchilla. That's adorable. <laughs> Remember when we almost got a chinchilla until mom found out they lived till they're like 60 and she was like, fuck no.
1: <laughs> I think they lived till they were like 20. But yes, I do remember that. And we went to the chinchilla farm and we yeah. like pet one. And yeah, we they're baby. so soft.
0: And we saw it do a little lava bath. Oh,
1: they're so cute. so cute.
0: Is it really only like 20? I thought it was 60. Okay, I definitely inadvertently lied to some people. <laughs> You're like, God, they live for like 200 yeah, years, what? man. Ten years? Why didn't we why couldn't we have gotten one? We were little.
1: No, fifteen to twenty in captivity. Oh,
0: I'm looking at you, Mom. We could have had a chinchilla. Mom,
1: And it would still be living with you.
0: Yeah, Mom.
1: <laughs> Mom, why didn't you get the us that chinchilla?
0: <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs>
1: and then she has to keep, like, importing lava ash for, like, it to bathe. And she's like, yeah, God really. damn it.
0: <laughs> but it's so fucking soft. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so soft and delightful. Ugh.
0: <laughs> okay. Are we ready for my depressing story oh, after God, that I'm delightful sorry. tale? <laughs> Did you forget? I was going to tell you a story.
1: Okay, uh, it's two. my weekend. Okay.
0: So we are, it's a Thursday It's July 15th, 1976. Sorry for those who were paying attention because Matt clearly wasn't. I'm just recapping for him. It's around 4 p.m. School bus driver Frank Edward, Ed Ray, was transporting 26 students. It's hot next to the last day of summer school. The big yellow school bus from Dairyland Unified School District. That's right. It's Dairyland. Unified School District. It's
1: not like it's not like Daryland, like Maryland. No, no, Maryland. it's
0: Dairyland. Wow. Well, I don't know how they pronounce it, but it's spelled Dairyland. Okay. Was lumbering down county roads lined with fruit trees. Can you picture it? It's beautiful.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Sounds nice.
0: The kids were being driven home from a summer class trip to the Chowchilla Fairgrounds swimming pool.
1: Oh, that's how we got talking about talking about chins. Okay. Uh-huh. Chowchilla that all makes sense now.
0: Yes. Beautiful, fun day, swimming at the pool, good time. Mm, Sounds good. The bus driver Ed was born in La Grande, California on February twenty sixth, nineteen twenty-one. Whoa, okay. He was one of eight children Mm -hmm. born to Frank and Mary Ray. Sorry, Marie. I don't know why Mm. I did that. I'm gonna I might (laughs) have trouble reading this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Marie Ray. He moved to Chowchilla with his family and graduated from Chowchilla High School in 1940. In the early 50s, after growing corn and raising cows on a farm that he had purchased, he became... Yeah. He became a bus driver for the local school district. Just sounds so quaint. I know. He grew corn and raised cows. (laughs) Okay. He knew all the kids. Some were the grandchildren of his own classmates. And they ranged in age from 5 to 14.
1: Okay.
0: So here we are, super charming, delightful. Mm -hmm. Kids coming back from a long day at the pool. They're probably, like, so exhausted. And he's, like, (laughs) driving these kids. He knows everyone. He's, like, the lovable school bus driver. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're driving down the road when Ray saw... Okay, I might interchange. He's called Ed. His his name is Ed Ray. So I might oh. say Ray. Oh, I might say oh, Ed. Oh, a-
1: a- good old Ed Ray. <laughs> in fairyland. Okay. Uh huh.
0: He saw a white van stopped in the road, so he slowed down to see if it was someone with engine trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead, three gunmen jumped out. What? With nylon stockings covering their faces.
1: Just want... wait, the, the, the road is, like, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Or, like, along the country. It's, like, a country road. Yeah. Just see then the car. Then there's this white
0: van parked on the side. He's, like, huh. let me stop. I'm a good guy. Let me stop and see if they've got some trouble, and I can maybe help them out. Because I am, right, like, a handy I... farmer rancher. Well, I, I'm
1: guessing, like, I, if you've ever been somewhere that's, like, very rural, usually, you know, there's not... You're not going to get help for, like, miles, so if right. you see someone who stopped, usually you pull over and see how you can help them, because, right. you, you know... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, one of the men aimed a gun at Ray, Ugh. while another drove the bus, and a third man followed in the van. They had okay. commandeered the bus and drove it into a dry canal bottom, where what? another van waited. What? The youngest child on the bus, Monica Artery, asked the gunman with the pantyhose over his face. So he has like the pantyhose on his face, and the, the legs are like hanging down. You know, like
1: how oh pantyhose He's he got like fucking bunny ears. She
0: asked him if he was the Easter Bunny. Ew!
1: Could you imagine? <laughs> Isn't that how
0: so sad?
1: Fucking creepy that easter bunny must have been have you not
0: seen the pictures from like people back in the day when they post their like easter bunny like sitting on their lap pictures yes like that's fucking terrifying 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 Terrifying. so this poor little could you imagine
1: if he was like yes i am the easter bunny and then you're like in your mind holy shit the easter bunny is like disgusting looking
0: he's already terrifying in your like little 70s mind and then this guy okay so this is a quote from jennifer brown hyde who is a survivor of this event she said we started driving down the road then larry park another survivor said i'm wondering how it was going to feel to die i was too scared to move then jennifer said edward the driver Kept telling his kids just to be quiet. Sit down, do what they say. Edward was speaking in a harsh tone, and that normally was not the Edward that we knew and loved. Eventually, the bus went off the road down into a dry riverbed. Then Larry said, Into this big grove of bamboo that were taller, actually, than the bus. And then Jennifer said, And then, as I looked out one of the side windows... I saw that there was another van that was parked there. Oh, okay. Even at the age of 9, little Jennifer Brown seemed to know the horror that day should be do- the horror on that day should be documented. So she was 9. She and her mother made an audio recording about that ordeal. So this is her at the age of 9 when they recorded her. She said, "They parked the bus and there was another green there was a green van down there waiting for us." And those two guys standing from the bus door to the van with guns, with pantyhose over their heads so we wouldn't run. And then, see, they pulled the van right up to the bus door. So the children and Ray were herded into the back of the two vans. The kidnappers hid the school bus in the Berenda Slu. Is that how you pronounce that? Slu. I
1: think so. Yeah.
0: A a shallow branch of the Chowchilla River. They covered it with brush and kind of camouflaged it. Both vans had the windows in the back painted black and interiors reinforced with paneling. So here are these kids. They're shuttled into this like these creepy vans. Jennifer said, we had to jump from the bus to the van so they wouldn't see any any feet prints, and they took off.
1: What? And I kept telling
0: my friends... So, like, that I,
1: someone said that, like, you... we Don't make any footprints. Yeah,
0: the kidnappers. They were like, jump. Right, you have to jump right. into the van. Yeah. That's,
1: what the fuck is happening? Why yes. would you, as a kidnapper, want all these kids? That sounds horrible.
0: Yes. So, she said, and I kept telling my friends that I wanted Jeff. Jennifer and her 10-year-old brother, Jeff, were immediately separated. So, here's 9-year-old Jennifer. She's on this bus with her 10-year-old brother, and they're like, she can't... She's not with him. So Jennifer and Larry were forced into the second van, already jam-packed with children and the bus driver, Ed Ray. The kidnapper with a shotgun was threatening them. Larry said... Uh. And walking toward the shotgun, the barrels on that gun seemed like they were getting so big that they were just going to swallow me up.
1: Oh, so shit. these
0: poor children... The, people are like aiming guns at these poor children telling them to jump into another van so they don't leave footprints.
1: And they okay the, these kids have just gotten or like they were like getting back from being in the pool all day mm-hmm. and like swimming and mm-hmm. so they're tired and like ready to go home Second and eat to dinner. last day
0: of oh. summer school. yeah, so and exhausted, the, and- ready to go home. So inside the vans the kidnappers had constructed makeshift jail cells. What? By installing wood paneling and even painting the windows so no one could see in or out. Okay. Jennifer said, it was pitch dark, and I felt like I was an animal going to the slaughterhouse.
1: Oh my God. Larry
0: said, as a six-year-old, the only way I can describe this darkness is that it was trying to get me. Oh. So Larry's six. The kidnappers sped off with the children caged in their mobile prisons. Around that time, Jennifer and Jeff's mom, Joan Brown, came home from work to an empty house. She said the children were not there. No peanut butter on the counter. No chairs out there. Well, they just weren't there. As one hour turned to two, worried parents began helping the police retrace the school bus's route, crisscrossing dozens of rural roads.
1: Joan, Wait, first of all, like, I I can't even imagine how terrifying it would be as a parent to like. Yes not know where your child is and then you report it and then you learn Mm -hmm. that there are more reports and that that no no one has seen seen their children children who have gotten on the bus to go home
0: yes so So it's not just like a freak thing oh my two kids like distracted yeah 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 yeah
1: then you think what's the bus driver doing what the fuck the bus driver must have taken that like something must have happened they must have gotten in an accident or yes the the, or the bus driver has driven them somewhere
0: and they're driving on these roads and they can't find anything never would
1: you think that the bus drivers been targeted and that people with that the fucking devil easter bunny has come to (laughs) haunt your dreams
0: yeah so joan brown said where were those children 26 of them and a bus driver nowhere 26 children so then just before sunset a police pilot spotted the big bus about seven miles outside of chowchilla hidden in the dry riverbed sheriff ed bates of madera county california said you would only see it from the air Mm. madera county sheriff ed bates that's kind of redundant. Mm-hmm. Rushed to yeah. the scene. His deputies had already found the bus empty. The children and their driver were gone. The tire impressions found in the sand led straight to the front door of the bus. So, like, they found this wow. bus because they were, like, they, ha- they had a helicopter above. Smart yeah, thinking to, like, try to yeah, find cause, them. Yeah, because, I mean, there's,
1: there's a lot of land out there where, like, yeah. it, there's just nothing for miles. And, I mean... It's a good... I'm assuming it's a yellow school bus, so it's a good thing they had, like, a a color to target, because...
0: Yeah, because they kind of camouflaged it.
1: Yeah, because you could get lost out there, for sure.
0: So he said, obviously someone had backed their vehicle up to the doors of the bus. He was convinced that the children of Chowchilla had become the victims of a brazen and bizarre mass kidnapping. He said, I called the governor. I said, I need some help down here. I had the parents all assembled there in the fire station. Well, you could just look at their faces and the anxiety and the fear was there. I told them I called the FBI and a sudden and all of a sudden I have 30 FBI agents there. So the FBI is like on it because 26 children are missing. Mm -hmm. Who would kidnap 26 children?
1: And honestly, like, can you imagine, though, like that bus driver who's like responsible for all these. Children,
0: and he's like a corn farmer, and
1: you know, like the first person to get blamed is gonna be him because he's behind the wheel driving a whole bus full of children. Yeah, why would they, in their wildest dreams, think that people are gonna pull up in a van, haul the kids out, and kidnap them? Yeah, that's insane.
0: It's insane. If if you told me that,
1: I wouldn't believe. Like, I do not believe this is a real story.
0: But then how could one dude just kidnap 26 children?
1: Well, I mean, once the bus is actually abandoned, then yeah, that's fucking, that's crazy. Yeah. But up until then, where they're like, the children are missing, and we haven't found the van, or the the bus.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I, you know, that would be the first thing, like, oh, he took them, because he's driving them. Who else, what other adult is with them? hmm but then once they find the van, they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh no! Mm-hmm. Either he's planned something where he's arranged pickup, or something terrible. Uh, well, terrible. that's terrible. But something terribly different and terrible.
0: Yeah, <laughs> has
1: happened."
0: <laughs> so as Sheriff Bates continued to widen the investigation, the children continued to suffer inside the sweltering, pitch-black oh, van. No. Jennifer said. Didn't know where we were going. Didn't know what they were going to do with us. We drove what seemed like for hours upon hours upon hours. We all tried to comfort each other. And, and you're then, just Larry, in the pitch
1: black with your yeah, with, your friends, with a bunch like, of other
0: freaking out kids. Try, yep. And you're all just trying to be like, it's okay. Like these scary Easter bunnies are like kidnapping us. It's okay. Fuck. <laughs> so Larry said. And I remember that I kept falling asleep and coming back awake. I would dream about being, I would dream about being up in the forest where my family would go camping. Aww. And then Jennifer, this is audio from Jennifer's recording at, from age nine. And a few of my little friends that were five and six, they came over and started laying on me and crying. Aww. And I told them, be brave because it's going to be all right. This little nine-year-old who's being strong for these, like, other little kids, and she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. So then... So they're in these vans for, like, what seems like forever. It's dark. They don't know where they're going. They just feel like they've been going forever. Then the van started to slow down. The kids Uh could feel it pulling off the road, lurching from side to side on rough terrain. And before coming to a stop, after nearly 12 unbearable hours... Oh with my God. No you're water. In
1: the fucking Southern Californian wilderness area. The middle of in summer. The summertime. Mm-hmm. Where temperatures are like 100 degrees. In the
0: backs of these vans with oh multiple God. children. Probably like what? 13 kids. 13 per van. in a van. Yeah. Yeah. No water. No bathroom breaks.
1: Oh shit. You'd be passing the s- out.
0: The smaller kids throwing up from motion sickness. Ew, the blacked out van. You can't see where you're going. You're just like jolting around yeah. in this hot oh, van. God.
1: Packed Horrible. in with a bunch of other sweaty kids.
0: Horrible. The older kids were singing songs to cheer everyone up. They were singing Boogie Nights, Love Will Keep Us Together, and if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> no. That's, but, but that is they, the creepiest. Wait. No. They changed the words to if you're sad and you know it. Clap <laughs> <Drop> your hands
1: <laughs> Oh god that's
0: so fucking depressing it's So sad it's so sad <gasps> Okay So oh, Larry god. said they opened the doors and they took Ed Ray out first they shut the doors back Oh no And then there was so you, nothing So your
1: one well your one adult is gone
0: One oh, short god. There was no sound Okay Jennifer says And I remember they would just grab the first kid that was inside the door. They open the door and they grab somebody else. Take one of us out and close the door. One by one, they would take one of us out and close the door. No. And they just kept doing that. They would open up the door. They'd take a kid. They'd close the door. What the fuck is happening? It'd be a couple of minutes. Then they would open the door again. What? What? And I kept scooting back. To the back of the van. Yeah. And I thought, maybe if I hide in the corner, they won't come for me. But they did.
1: (gasps) That is the scariest thing you've ever said. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) The devil
0: Easter Bunny is fucking coming for me. Dude, this story is so fucking bad. It's the worst. Okay. I can't. I just. uh, uh, chill uh being a child okay. i know i know being an adult going through this like what do it's you think and then being like, a child yes oh. yes a million times worse so at 3 30 a.m on july 16th they arrived at livermore quarry a hundred miles from chowchilla yeah up here the kidnappers yeah livermore right livermore yeah the kidnappers made each of them give their names and a piece of clothing.
1: What? What? Like, okay. So now I'm imagining like 26 children in line. And yeah. then they like come up and they like have a sock. and. They're no, no.
0: no. Like... They open the van door. They pull a kid out. They oh. close the van door. They say, what's your name? Oh, I thought they, they were write pulling down their them name. to kill him. No, well, they, they write down just, their name. They were
1: just taking attendance.
0: They take a, a piece way. of clothing. Then, they make them climb down a ladder into a buried moving truck. What? What? That they had stocked with a small amount of food and water, and along one wall were a bunch of dirty mattresses. Uh,
1: uh, first of all, is there like a breathing tube? They're being entombed in this huge
0: coffin? Yeah, well, we'll we'll get there. Uh, all right. All right. Sorry, so, sorry. so Jennifer I'm said. I'm getting claustrophobic. I know, I know. Underground in a moving van. Okay. With like twenty six children yes, and one adult. Okay. So Ugh. Jennifer said, I didn't know if I if it was in the desert, at the beach, in the side of a mountain. I had no idea where we were. I didn't even know if we were in California. And then I looked. Ooh. They had a wooden ladder down into a hole in the ground. And then I remembered telling them, oh, sorry. I remembered them telling me, you need to climb down there. You need to go down there. And I oh thought, my God. oh, they're sending us to hell. I didn't know where what? we were going. So, fuck this shit. They were all going down into what Jennifer referred to and has always referred to as the hole. Mm-hmm. so Larry said there was a table set up in the back it was surrounded with jugs of drinking water and then on the table there were different food items Jennifer said boxes of cereal, peanut butter and loaves of bread they had made toilets in the wheel wells, they had cut oh. holes in them for toilets Oh my! we God. could hear fans so we knew there was some sort of ventilation oh okay Okay. Good. Okay, like, they're like going into this moving van. No, no. Okay,
1: sorry, but like, I cons- people. Okay, look, I am a claustrophobic person. Just they cut in life.
0: holes in like some board for a I, toilet.
1: Okay. Yes. Worst case scenario. I just want to know I can breathe. Can you imagine the smell? No, of twenty six kids stinky, mm-hmm. and then like one dude.
0: With uh, a hole for a toilet and some and then peanut butter sandwiches. Holes, yeah. and
1: I'm sure they didn't leave a knife, so you have to like make your sandwich with your hand.
0: Ew! I didn't even think of that. Ew! Ew! I hope they like designated someone the sandwich maker because that's it's too like many hands you, to be in that. Like you have butter. to
1: hold your hand <laughs> above the air at all times so Ew. that like nothing touches it.
0: Ew! It's
1: the it's the peanut butter spread. You
0: just like wipe it off on the bread. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's never-ending, okay. because you're constantly wiping your hand on bread. That's right. Because the peanut butter, it sticks. Okay. you got to keep wiping. Sorry.
0: So, Michael Marshall was 14, and the oldest child kidnapped. Oh, he was shit. the son of a rodeo cowboy. Oh,
1: my God. Dreamboat.
0: So, as these kids are being <laughs> Not pulled, him, his dad. No, right, right. As these yeah. kids are being pulled out of the van, he was still in the other van where the... um where Ed Ray wasn't, and okay. he was with some of the youngest children. Okay. Michael said, I just remember the kids got a hold of me and were holding on to me and just scared oh. out of their... You know, we were all just scared out of their wits.
1: And like we were saying earlier, like you, like the, all the kids are thinking, like, he's the adult. Yeah, like, and he's, he's the safe, just 14. Protection.
0: He's 14. He's like he's a, baby a baby himself.
1: Yeah, but he... Oh. So God. as they
0: did before, the kidnappers removed the children one by one. Michael and the youngest, five year old Monica, who thought it was the Easter bunny, were the last ones left in the van.
1: Uh, I don't know why, but that like disturbs me so much. This whole
0: thing is disturbing. The- no, I know, <laughs> I know. Okay. But just the no, thought no. of like when him I read being that her idea of yeah, the Easter bunny yeah, yeah. makes my stomach drop. When I read that, I was like, This is the most depressing thing I have ever read. <laughs> Like like a Easter little baby, like yeah, how innocent. like, like how oh, innocent. he's got ears and he's big. Are, are you the Easter? Like bunny? she can't even comprehend what is happening. It's so sad. Ugh. So, not. I'm and I doubt they ever celebrated Easter ever again in that household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like could you imagine? <laughs>
1: She's just, every time is like just terrified not the of bunnies,
0: bunny! like all bunnies, like so scared. They got
1: they and got rightfully a lop- so. Off. And you know they had a bunny, so they had to cut its ears off and like. No, stop a, it! A...
0: No, 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 no! <laughs> you don't need to make this story worse. It's already Sorry.
1: bad. I'm not. I love animals. I would never. Okay, but it's funny to make Angela twitch.
0: <laughs> so, like a bunny. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Not knowing what had happened to the other children, or if they were even alive, Michael says he couldn't bear to hand Monica over to the kidnappers. So when they opened the doors again, he went first. He's so brave. He said, I had to take her hands from mine and rip and tear them apart, say it would be okay, and then go with them and leave her. That was hard. As soon as I got on that ladder and took a step down, and I heard the rest of the kids say, "It's Mike, it's Mikey, Michael," and I realized that everyone was alive.
1: Because he's like the big kid. And he's the like oh kid. He's like, he's gonna save us. He's like a hero. Like
0: hero. Yeah, oh, oh I Mikey. Know. I had to like tear poor Monica's hands off of him to be like, "I'm gonna go 1st Like, this I'm gonna kid. go to the
1: demonic Easter Bunny, yeah. and I might be killed. Because like, you know, at that point when you're like, you're, you don't know what's happening and people yeah. are just being pulled out one by one. You Yes. Like, I assumed until you said they were just writing down their names and taking like a sock or a shirt or whatever, that they were just like killing them right. as they were bringing them out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you're like,
1: I'm going to like, hopefully, like if she can hide in the back, yeah. she won't be killed. And then yeah.
0: yes how brave is this kid so Mm. to his relief not long after he started going down the ladder monica came climbing down the ladder and they were together again he said we're okay we're okay we're okay so right now so far we're all right
1: he's comforting all the youngins
0: yes but the sense of relief was short-lived jennifer said Before I knew it, the ladder was gone, and they threw a roll of toilet paper down and said, we'll be back for you, and that was it. The kidnappers then covered the opening with a manhole cover.
1: First of all, one roll of toilet paper, 26 children.
0: 27 people.
1: 26 children and one grown person shitting in a wheel well.
0: For who knows how long they're going to be down there. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: What And they've already stolen an article of clothing that could have been a wipey.
0: That's right. Yep. They're down a lot of wipes. <laughs> at least 25 <sighs> wipes at this point.
1: I'm disturbed.
0: Okay. It was stuffy with only two air tubes. Above them, the men started throwing dirt over the roof. The children oh were screaming. Yes. One fainted. Yes, because it's so hot. It's so Ray, hot. And they're being buried alive. Yes. And you could just hear thump. Yeah. Thump.
1: Thump. Yes. With the dirt landing. Ugh. Blah.
0: So Ray my tried to, I know. Ray tried to soothe them, but he was crying too. Des, you're 14. You're a baby. He. No, no. Ray, the driver. Oh. You're a You're a baby.
1: But, yes, I mean, you feel responsible, responsible for
0: these kids. For all these kids. Yeah.
1: And you know them each individually as people. Yes. And you care about them.
0: And they're, like, grandkids <sighs> of your schoolmates.
1: Yes. So, so, like, yes, you, you like, into, like you know them. They're your family, basically. And it's a small
0: area. on top of it all, he was sure that the roof was going to cave in.
1: Uh, yeah. The
0: sides of the van were buckling with the weight of the earth <gasps> as if they were caving in, too.
1: Box, you just he, oh my god
0: he said i thought we were going to be crushed to death yep i remember the darkness inside there were a couple of flashlights but when they were off it was pitch black
1: oh, i could my taste god. the darkness
0: it was so thick it was horrifying
1: cuz it's one thing to be in a pitch black van where you're uh-huh. like i know that i'm on the surface of earth and uh-huh. like you know I can at least in my mind reassure myself like I can uh, like the van is the only capsule. But Mm -hmm. once you're below the earth and Mm -hmm. it's not just the van, it's the whole earth. And the earth is
0: actively crushing it all. And you're going to like be crushed to to death with these children.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Michael.
0: Michael said, I remember it just (sighs) went dark. And then you just hear the material getting thrown on us. We were being buried alive. Oh,
1: my God.
0: They were buried 12 feet underground.
1: Holy shit. Okay, wait. So not only... Well, I don't know. I'm not assuming you know the answer to this. But the 12 mm-hmm. feet, are we including the... I was with, just thinking the, this. I the think they are the including...
0: Yeah, I think they are including that. So I think it's like, like... The bottom of the pit was 12 feet underground. Then okay. they put the... So at least six I think. Feet I'm speculating. Yeah, yeah. Around Whole- there, I think.
1: So someone dug
0: a yes. 12, 12-foot pit. Yes. Four-meter pit. Yeah. (laughs) Sunk a moving van down the bottom. So Larry said, Ed Ray and Mike Marshall, they looked at every corner, every wall for an escape route. So this 14-year-old and this, like, older adult who had, like, retired from farming and was just, like, you know, being a school bus driver. They're the ones who have to find a way out. They're the adults. So. They got underneath the manhole cover and pushed up on it, and they couldn't move it. So Ed Ray determined that it was time for everyone to get some rest. The minutes and hours ticked by. (sighs) Michael said, it would be silent and then somebody would burst out crying, and the hole would just erupt. Everybody's crying. The thing that made me cry was not being able to say goodbye to my mom. And I remember the last time I saw her and wishing I could have told her goodbye. Oh my god. Throughout much of this day, parents and other family of the missing children came to the command post set up by the down in downtown Chowchilla to try desperately to fathom some reason out of this madness. <sighs> this was one of the largest kidnappings in US history.
1: Holy shit, like okay. As people, as the parents and the police and people mm-hmm. that are out looking, they're looking for a school bus. They find the school bus. The school bus yeah. is empty.
0: Empty. They find,
1: tra- they find tracks that are backed up to the school bus. Van like tracks. Someone, mm-hmm. okay, so they, there's been a transfer. Yes. And then nothing.
0: Yes. Where do you go from there?
1: Terrifying. Where terrifying, do you go from there? Yeah. Terrifying as the parent and the child.
0: So CBS News reports. Said so far, there's been no word from any abductors because it's a kidnapping. So you'd think there'd right. be some kind of you know like ransom, ransom something. Like I mean, twenty six children. You yeah. would think you could get like
1: a hefty ransom.
0: Right, that's what's, a lot of people. Yeah, or else what's the point of kid, like going through all the trouble? You know,
1: and the well execute so sh- well the well planned out yeah fit, like someone's wanting something like right.
0: what yeah right. So Sheriff Bates said. Two heavily laden vehicles had taken 26 children and their bus driver. That's not easy to do. No. How did they control them, and what did they do with them? Yes. Where'd they go? So they had been in the hole for almost 12 hours, and conditions were deteriorating. Mm -hmm. Jennifer said, we had eaten the food. The fans on the ventilators stopped. My little brain started to grasp the concept of we may really not go home.
1: Ah.
0: Larry said, There was this one boy, and he kept kicking blocks out from underneath the four by four pillars. And so the roof of the van was starting to cave in. The seams were breaking, oh, dust no. was flowing through. And no. I remember children just screaming and crying. The sides of the van were blow were bowing in, bowing oh, in, no, uh,
1: no. and I knew
0: that I was going to die. I oh. knew it.
1: Nope, nope, nope,
0: nope, nope. Jennifer said, we thought, and they said, the older kids and Edward, if we're going to die, we're going to die trying to get out of here. God. As a young kid, you don't have a lot of sense of time. There was no sunlight, so you couldn't tell if it was day or night. We were out of food. We were out of water. The roof was caving in. Oh, it was just yeah. a desperate situation. Yeah. Larry said. I'm fucked out. So Ed Ray and Mike Marshall took a bunch of these mattresses that were lying on. Oh, that we were laying on. And they stacked them on top of each other right underneath the manhole cover. They took mm-hmm. turns pushing up on it. Mike Marshall announced that he wasn't going to die without trying to get out. Ray Marshall and the older boys stacked those mattresses, enabling some of them to reach the opening at the top of the truck, which had been Mm. covered with a heavy sheet of metal Mm. and further weighed down with two 100-pound industrial batteries.
1: Oh, my God. So here they are,
0: a manhole cover covering the hole, a sheet of metal on top, no. two 100-pound industrial batteries holding that sheet metal down.
1: Oh, my God. And it's crazy. all, and then
0: dirt on top of all of it.
1: That's a lot of fucking weight.
0: So Ray and Marshall worked for hours using wooden slats to dislodge the steel plate on the roof of the van that was covering the hole through which they had entered. They poured water over their heads to fight heat exhaustion and kept oh pushing... God. Until finally they were able to move the plate. <gasps> Marsh, Michael said, and I'm giving it everything I got. And all the kids are cheering me on. You know, come on, Mike, you can do it. You can do it. And then all of a sudden they said, it moved. It moved. But they were far from being free. The children would quickly learn that escaping was not going to be easy. Oh,
1: my God. Once the
0: manhole cover was moved, that box was just big enough for Michael to stand in. Then they dug away the remainder of the debris blocking the entrance. This was audio from Michael when he was just 14 years old and he had just escaped. Edward squeezed me through this half-foot hole. Like Jennifer, Michael Marshall made a recording about the experience. He said, I got on top of it and I started pounding on this box started hitting and pounding, hitting and pounding. Larry said, he dug until he was exhausted, and then he kept on digging. There was no quit in him. Mm. Michael said, none of us knew if we got, if when we got out, they were just going to be standing there with shotguns at our head and stuff. So we were kind of pretty scared.
1: Yeah, you don't, fuck like what? Like Mm -hmm. all of this is like, what? Yeah. And then you don't know what you're going to see on the other side? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Larry said, then suddenly this ray of sunlight, and then he cries, <gasps> this ray of sunlight came down into the opening and it was catching the dust and the dust particles looked like a bunch of shooting stars. There was this oh. airflow that came out of the van and I knew we were free. What? And then Michael's says the air and the light it was beaming coming through larry said mike marshall actually brave person that he is crawled out of the hole first he didn't know what he was going to encounter this 14 year old kid he's like pushing and pushing and finally he gets it free and he goes up first oh my god so michael said i stuck my head out and i didn't see anybody I could see we were in the hills. We were in big trees. So Jennifer said, it looked totally like a sand dune. There was no way to know that there was anything below. There was no way to know that we were in there. It was totally camouflaged.
1: Oh my god! So had
0: they not escaped, had Michael and Ed not figured out how to get out of there, they could have been crushed to death. They could have been oh. in there for way longer.
1: my God. What, with what? no
0: food, no water, nothing. These people weren't coming back? It was approximately 8 p.m. on July 16th when Ed, Ray, and the children emerged. They had been in the hole for nearly 16 hours. Oh, no. Jennifer said, We all just scurried like a bunch of little mice, and we heard some noises, machinery and equipment, and then we thought, Oh my God, what if that's them? What if we're going right to the men that took us? Yeah. But they felt they had no choice but to keep going. We started walking towards the equipment that we heard. We saw conveyor belts and excavators and large mach- machinery. It looked like the Flintstones. Like this what? kid. <laughs> she could only liken it to the Flintstones. She had never yeah. like seen any of this yeah. before. And all of these men with hard hats, came to us and looked at us like, who are you? And I remember Edward saying, we are from Chowchilla and we're lost. Oh my god. The kidnappers had buried them in a rock quarry in Livermore, California. They were, oh, they walked to the quarry's guard shack near the Shadow Cliffs East Bay Regional Park. Mm -hmm. when police arrived as evidence they took photos of every child then they transported them to the closest place that could hold them the santa rita rehabilitation center and which was a local jail yeah jennifer said i remember going in the bus and you could see the prison wire and you thought well they're taking us to jail (laughs) they took us into what looked like classrooms they brought us apples the, and the, the, soda. Not yes! Not
1: only is the demonic Easter bunny taking you to hell, Yeah, but now you're going to jail.
0: Yes. <laughs> and her little nine-year-old mind, it's like, well, this is it. Like, uh, now we're going to jail, cuz so we did something must wrong. Must have done
1: something. Yes, Yeah. yeah. Must have done something wrong. Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. She said, they had these coveralls, and all these little kids go into them, and we had to roll the pants about 10 feet, and we rolled the arms up, and we're sitting here. Some of them didn't roll our arms up, and we're sitting there flapping our arms. We said, hey, we can fly. (laughs) Over the next few hours... Ed, Ray, and the children were examined by doctors. They were also questioned by police, but they couldn't tell them like anything. They didn't know what the kidnappers looked like. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't know anything. Jennifer said, "How do you describe somebody that has pantyhose over their face?" <laughs> yeah, really. Especially as a chi- like a child, you just see them as like the Easter Bunny or like some kind of monster. Like you're well, not, and you know. But- And they got very limited contact with them. But also, like
1: pantyhose, like distort your face too. Like, and they hardly
0: saw them at all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then they were in pitch black a lot of the time. Yeah. So
0: So after four long hours of questioning, they were finally allowed to go home. They've been away from their families for like, I mean, twenty hours of this ordeal, and then not to mention like all day of the swimming and like summer school and all that, like. These poor kids. So Michael said, they put us on a Greyhound, escorted us back to Chowchilla. And Larry said, it was time for mom and dad. I just wanted my mom and dad. What the fuck? Like, what what, what was the whole point of this? It had been almost 36 hours since their traumatic ordeal began by the time they got home cuz they had to put them on the bus to drive like another, you know, 12 hours home. Yeah. What is yeah, this yeah.
1: like the the principal that's like, "Haha, I got you kids. Now you listen next yeah, time." Yeah, let me my- question
0: all you children who've been traumatized. Like, how is that going to get you anywhere? Like send them home or get the parents to come pick them up? I don't know. So, Jennifer said the scene was like a mob scene. News cameras and TV lights. Everybody started saying, Are you all right, Jennifer? And all this stuff. And I said, Yeah, I'm fine. Then, whenever we got to go into this room, I found my mom and dad. Michael said, We pulled up to Chowchilla and I was asleep. So, when I got off the bus, everybody started talking or started taking pictures of me saying, Hi, Mike, how are you doing? What was the pit oh like? Oh my God. What the fuck? What was the yes. pit like? Yes.
1: Wow. Yes.
0: Larry said, This man carried me off the bus and he put me in my mom's arms and I said, Hi, mom, and fell asleep on her shoulder. I felt like I was finally safe. Jeez. A CBS News report said, Ever since the kidnapping a little more than a week ago, the parents and relatives of the 26 children have been spending a lot of restless nights waiting for each new development and hopeful that authorities will soon apprehend... Joan Brown said... We had no idea what our kids had been through, none whatsoever, but you knew things were not right in their world. CBS News, Harold Dow said, how does it feel to be a big movie star? Jennifer Brown said, I don't know. I've never been a movie star before. Why would you ask a child who has just come home from a kidnapping? What does it feel like to be a movie star? Like, that is the what the fuck?
1: That, that is the weirdest part of this whole story.
0: And then CBS News said, for nine-year-old Jennifer Brown, the experience has allowed her to still see the world with compassion. She can't okay. even, like, process what's what happening. What the fuck? Yeah, so then, like, this just happened! So then this guy asked, what's it like to be a movie star? Asked her, what do you suppose what? that they will do with something... Like- oh, wait. What... Oh, why do you suppose that they would do something like that? Asking about the kidnappers. And she said, like, why are you asking? night Like, what the fuck? So then she this said.
1: Is, just like to sensationalize everything. Like, I guess. Is, like,
0: what? Why would you even? This is just like to- so awful. I don't know. So yeah. then she said, I don't know. They didn't have enough love. What? Isn't that sweet? She said, at the time the kidnappers were still at large, I don't think I relaxed and, did, and didn't and did have nightmares for days, if not months. So she what? didn't know. She was just like, okay, well, maybe they kidnapped us because they weren't loved. Because she's nine. Well, what are you going to say? Well, because, like, also,
1: so far, you've not told us any other reason why they would have kidnapped these people
0: mm-hmm.
1: other than because they weren't loved. Right.
0: And for a nine-year-old, like, she, why are you asking her, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Why
1: are these reporters talking to these children? I don't Is know. What I want to know. So that's her mother,
0: her mother said she had horrible nightmares. She would run screaming into our bedroom and she wasn't even awake. And she would tell us later that she dreamt that they were lined up and shot.
1: Oh my God. I mean, that's what I imagined when I, when yeah. you were telling me they were being pulled out one by one. Yes.
0: Yes. Larry said one night I was dreaming that I was falling down this hole and I was trying to get out. I started screaming for my mom. Mom came in and all I could do was cry and all she could do was hold me. There was nothing more that could be done. Mm. Traumatized by events, Ed Ray could not recall any details to help the authorities capture the kidnappers. So he underwent hypnosis and was able to remember the license plate of one of the kidnappers' vans, which led them to the quarry.
1: Wow. Wow. Isn't that cool?
0: Isn't that cool? How the cool? Fuck
1: do you remember that?
0: Hypnosis. But he like, couldn't remember how... anything because he was, like, super traumatized. What? So they hypnotized but, him. But, I mean, like,
1: when did he even see, like, just by being pulled out? He saw the license plate? Well, he valve?
0: saw the van. Like, he saw the van when he pulled over. That's true. And then he remembered That's... seeing, like, the license plate. So that led them to the quarry. In the days following the kids escape, investigators searched the rock quarry and the van that had been underground had been their underground tomb, hoping they would find clues and that would lead them to the kidnappers. Prosecutor Jill Klinge of Alameda County, she said they looked to see who would have keys to the quarry. In order to have access to bury this moving container undetected, you would have to have access. Fred Woods had keys. Right, because you'd have to dig that
1: huge-ass pole. A pole hole.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You gotta dig that pole.
1: Gotta dig that pole.
0: Fred Woods had keys to that quarry. The quarry owner's son, 24-year-old Frederick Newhall Woods IV quickly came under suspicion as he had keys to the quarry and enough access to have buried the moving truck there.
1: Oh no, dude, you're going to fucking bury the truck where only, like, a handful of people have access? Bad move.
0: Clearly an intelligent guy. Prosecutor Jill, she said, Then they looked at the ledger, surveillance tapes, and started to put it all together at that point. Security guards told investigators that they had seen three young men digging a large hole in the quarry months before the kidnapping. One of them, they said, was Fred Woods. What, What idiots, idiots. And Woods had a record. Two years earlier, he had been charged with Grand Theft Auto. Arrested with him were two of his friends, James Schoenfield, 24, 24, Fred's partner in a used car business, and James's younger brother, Richard, who is 22. All three were from wealthy families who lived in San Francisco's nicest suburbs. They escaped with a fine and probation from that um, Grand Theft Auto charge. Okay, Prosecutor so Jill, Yeah, said, They're young, they're white, they're wealthy. I think it yep. added a component of fascination to the story because it was so unlikely that three men such as these would commit such an atrocious crime. Investigators executed a warrant to search Fred Woods' father's estate. CBS News reported, For the last two days, the Woods' estate has looked like an armed camp, dozens of officers looking for anything. What they found there was a treasure trove of evidence. The
1: police
0: police recovered one of the guns used in the kidnapping, as well as a draft of a ransom note, but the three men had fled. Prosecutor Jill said, this crime was planned out for a year and a half in intricate detail. (laughs) What? You actually have a document labeled plan, and it sets out (laughs) the way they are going to commit the kidnapping, And then they, on the right-hand side, put how they would compensate or deal with what could go wrong. They also recovered a draft of the ransom note. I will read you the ransom note now. Oh, my God. Okay. Your bus has been kidnapped. And I will say this. They use the rare incorrect your, as in you are, bus has been kidnapped.
1: You are So
0: usually, I feel like it's your, they use the Y-O-U-R when they Uh mean you are, and that's one of my uh biggest pet peeves, I will say that. If you send us an email Mm -hmm. at crimenamepodcasts at gmail.com, make sure your yours are correct, because it's so fucking annoying. Put two and a half million dollars in each of the suitcases. Okay, so some of this has like weird stains on it, so I might not get all of it, so
1: stains um, what are you reading from
0: <laughs> this, it's like a picture of the like um like the notebook actual paper. letter yeah it's like notebook. oh paper. my god okay so put two and a half million dollars in each of the suitcases something i can't read use old bills probably like mm-hmm. you have to use only old mm-hmm. bills um, have ready at the Oakland police station. Hey, Oakland. Shout out. Mm-hmm. what's up? <laughs> Further instructions pending until and then it's blacked out, and then it says ten oh five AM and then that's crossed out. It says PM Sunday. Oh. <laughs> we are Morning. No, we're
1: not gonna wake up early. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Night, night, night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: know. I know. <laughs> so it says we are. Beelzebub, but they spelled it B E E L S A B U B. These people are not intelligent. Okay,
1: Beelzebub.
0: So it was 10.05 p.m. Sunday. So they reiterated that. Take suitcases to Oakland International Airport and they put international mm. like above, like they, it's like, a you know, when they do the little carrot above thing. Uh, like, originally uh, like, said oh, Oakland oh, Airport and Oakland like, oh, Airport. international airport, have <laughs> CHP plane pick up and transfer some at about 1,000 feet above ground level to Santa Cruz, direct, then follow Highway 17 back to Oak International. What? Speed should be about 120 miles per hour. What? East ground speed, or estimated ground speed. And then they said something, and they, oh, it says drop suitcases. They crossed that out. Rest of message in five minutes. Call bread at other phone. I don't know what that what? means. Then it says, Fred calls and delivers final message, which is, watch for lights, red, green, blue, red, green, blue, white, then drop, return to Oak International, and message. What
1: is happening? I don't know. It's like... So- Okay, you're going to, wait, you, like, drive around and then flash your lights in different sequences? Well, you have
0: to take the suitcases to the airport. Right. This is from Beelzebub, who doesn't know how to spell his own goddamn name. (laughs) Then the CHP picks up the money and transfers it to Santa Cruz. They fly about a 1,000 feet above ground to Santa Cruz. Then they go to Highway Seventeen,
1: right? And then they take take it back back to the international. What (laughs) in the hell
0: is happening? At about one hundred and twenty miles per hour, and then they will give you the rest of the message in five minutes. What in the heck? Okay, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) They're not intelligent. They misspelled "your" and they also misspelled "Beelzebub." And they're they opened
1: just, with a misspelled "yours." All they you did. need to know, psychopaths.
0: <laughs> Get your yours right, people. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> so, prosecutor Jill said the draft of the ransom note says two point five million dollars, but in actuality, they are going to ask for five million from the state of California. What? James Schoenfeld later stated that despite coming from wealthy families, both he and Woods were deeply in debt. We needed multiple victims to get multiple millions, and we picked children because children are precious. The state would be willing to pay ransom for them, and they don't fight back. They're vulnerable. They will mine. So, sick fucks. Sick and illiterate. Illiterate. The kidnappers had been unable to call in their intended ransom demand of $5 million because the telephone lines to the Chowchilla Police Department were tied up by media calls and families searching for their children.
1: <laughs> They're like, but but wait, we need to, uh, can we, uh, uh, ooh, uh, I'll just so, have the next phone call so I could
0: just tell them about, oh gosh. oh. So they decided to take a nap. At some point on Friday the 16th, (laughs) they woke up late that night to television news report informing them that the victims had freed themselves and were safe, so they were never able to request their ransom.
1: Oh my god. First of all,
0: Mm -hmm. fuck them. Yes.
1: Okay, they were just going to leave those kids underground until they woke up from their nap and then figure out and then pass hey, on the hey, ransom notes and they stuff. they tried
0: to call it in. They couldn't get through. What do you want them to do? <laughs> Wait longer?
1: Take a nap. I want them to take a nap yes. and then wake up. Look, they've got to be rested. That was
0: like a lot of work. Right. And they drove for we're, 12 hours straight with uh, a bunch of kids crying true. and screaming that's in their vans. True. I
1: mean, these Poor people.
0: have some compassion
1: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> so arrest warrants were issued obviously Richard Schoenfeld turned himself in eight days after the kidnapping Fred Woods and James Schoenfield fled but not for long James Schoenfield was captured at Dong you said Dong I think I did <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I think because I was gonna say we was captured at dawn, but I was gonna say like I don't know what day he was captured, and then for some reason my mouth failed me, <laughs> which it does all the time. Okay, police say he ran hard all over. This is not. Good. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> He ran sorry. hard. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. Uh. <laughs> That's long. Things are That's deteriorating are you? quickly over here. <laughs> okay? I don't know what's happening. I'm going to start over. Cut all that. I'm going to start over. (laughs) Okay. James Schoenfield was captured at dawn. Police say he ran hard all over the western United States, but he did not run well. He was captured in Menlo Park, California. Frederick Woods was arrested by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Two weeks after the kidnapping, just across, (laughs) just across the Washington state border in Vancouver. So they didn't make it that far. Jennifer said. We got further than Menlo Park. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Jennifer said, I remember watching TV thinking they're so young when she was like a nine year old and she sees these like kids in their early 20s and like, what the hell? So, hoping that the children could identify their kidnappers by their voices, the suspects were put in video lineups and asked to repeat phrases the kidnappers had used. So, Rick Schoenfield said, Get to the back of the bus. James Schoenfield said, Be quiet. Fred Woods said, How are you kids doing? <laughs> <laughs> what a psycho!
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> Sheriff Bates said, I think that the two Schoenfields did it just on pure persuasion by Fred Woods. Fred Woods in my personal opinion, and I have a master's degree. I think he was a sociopath. Some might call him a psychopath. <laughs> he has a some, master's uh, degree. Some okay. kind of
1: path. <laughs>
0: <laughs> some details of the crime corresponded to delays in the day of the day the chil- oh oh my god, I cannot speak anymore. Some details of the crime corresponded to the details in The Day the Children Vanished, a story by Hugh Pentecost that was published in Alfred Hitchcock's Daring Detectives in 1969. A copy of this book was in the Chowchilla Public Library and police theorized that it had inspired the kidnappers. I don't agree with this. I agree with this next part. Some also theorized that the... that it was inspired by Clint Eastwood's movie Dirty Harry, which I guess they have something very similar. And I doubt these guys are reading books, but I'm pretty sure they're watching Dirty Harry.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so far, I mean, I know little about these guys, but so far it sounds like, yeah, they're like taking naps and watching Dirty Harry.
0: Yeah, I don't (laughs) think they're really reading. Yeah. So all three perpetrators pled guilty to kidnapping for ransom and robbery. Kidnapping for ransom and robbery, but they refused to plead guilty to inflict to infliction of bodily harm. As a conviction on the on that count in conjunction with the kidnapping charge, Carried a mandatory sentence of life license- life in prison without the possibility of parole. I cannot speak did you say anymore. lice in I prison. Did. <laughs> you oh are now God. sentenced
1: to having lice in prison. <laughs>
0: Which probably, right? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and the mm-hmm. things are falling apart quickly. Okay, I gotta sum up. It's getting really late, and I cannot speak anymore. Okay. So, basically, they're like, we're guilty of kidnapping for ransom and robbery, but if we plead guilty to infliction of bodily harm, then we will get life and lice in prison without the possibility of parole. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, they were actually tried on the bodily harm charge, and they were found guilty, obviously, and given the mandatory sentence. But their convictions were overturned by an appellate court which found what? that physical so- injury s- sustained by the children, mostly cuts and bruises, did not meet the standard of bodily harm under the law.
1: I don't know. So- I'm pretty sure like, mm, ooh, like potential bodily harm should har- harm. Harm? You're Herm.
0: losing
1: Herm. it to <laughs> <Potential bodily> harm <laughs> should count for something.
0: Yeah, no, agreed. They were clearly harmed. Like clearly. So they were resentenced to life with the possibility of parole. So what about psychological harm, right? That's what I'm These thinking. These kids like, were damaged.
1: Bodily body involves your brain. Bodily like, harm <laughs> Body <Billy> harm means <laughs> your
0: brain. <laughs> okay, so The survivors faced a frightening new reality, the prospect of dozens of parole hearings for years to come and someday freedom for their kidnappers. (laughs) Right? Because possibility of parole, that means they're going to go up for parole hearings Mm -hmm. all the fucking time. Just six years after the kidnappings, the parade of parole hearings began Six years. These kids haven't even, like, had a chance to grow up and they already have to show up at parole hearings. Prosecutor Jill said, Every time one of the kidnappers came up for parole, it triggered all their fears and trauma from being kidnapped. They sit in the same room, and it's not a large room, with the kidnapper. It takes the victims back to the day it happened, back to when they were 5 or 10 or 6. The one thing that always sticks with me is that they will never know who they would have been or what their life would have been like if they had never been kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. That's for like, all... That's
1: a huge impact. You don't know why yes. you're taken or what's going on, and yep. then, like, your life, you feel like you're about to die multiple mm-hmm. times. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, near-death experience, like, for hours. And you don't know, yeah, like you said, you don't know why, when it will happen again, why you were chosen, Like, what if you had died then? Like, you have to face that reality when you're a very young child. Uh, For all three kidnappers, prosecutor Jill says... There have been about 60 parole hearings to date, 60 parole hearings that these kids like they cannot move on with their life because they have to keep showing up to these hearings and being like, I was affected, still traumatized. Let me relive this experience over and over again, starting just six years after it was done. Horrible. Sheriff Bates said the victims are the ones that are being punished and always will be. Which is so true. And they watched helplessly as Richard Schoenfield was the first to be granted parole in June of 2012, 36 years after the kidnapping. Oh my God. Three years later, James Schoenfield was paroled.
1: Wow.
0: Prosecutor Jill said As far as I know, they have not been in any kind of trouble, and I know they have not returned to prison. Ed Ray received a California School Employees Association Citation for Outstanding Community Service, which I feel like citation is the wrong word, but I was like, what the them? fuck? <laughs> I know. Before he died in 2012, he was visited by many of the school children he had helped save. Every February, two- Every February 26th has been declared Edward Ray Day in Chowchilla. Oh, I know, so sweet. But
1: what about the boy? What about the boy? I know,
0: Michael. I know. Should have been his day. In 2016, the 25 surviving kidnapped children settled a lawsuit they had filed against their kidnappers. The money they received was paid out of Frederick Woods' trust fund. And although the exact settlement amount was not disclosed, one survivor stated that they had each received enough to pay for some serious therapy, but not enough for a house. Uh, okay. which let's be real, therapy should be paid for and covered by healthcare. Yeah. So they should have yeah. been able to like invest that money and save it for their own futures, but I won't get into yeah. that.
1: But I okay. also will say that therapy is a, a great investment if yes. that's if that's what you can afford.
0: Yes. Huge investment because they seriously need a lot of therapy. Mm-hmm. That same year, a workers' compensation lawsuit filed against Woods also revealed that he had been running several businesses, including a gold mine and a car dealership from behind bars without notifying prison authorities as required. The heir to <laughs> two... Yes. Yes. The heir to two wealthy California families, the New Halls and the Woods, he inherited a trust fund from his parents that was described in one court filing as being worth $100 million. So what in the
1: bloody hell is happening?
0: Why? So how (laughs) did these people not get, like, you know, $2 million each? Or, like, you know, like... But but, but why was...
1: Money, okay, ransom, but, like, you're already worth a $100 million? Wait,
0: wait for this. He has been married three times while in prison. And he has purchased a mansion about 30 minutes away from the prison. Four? Just waiting for when he gets out, he's going to move into his mansion, I guess.
1: Oh, fucking privilege.
0: Yep. In October 2019... Frederick Woods was denied parole for the 19th time.
1: Good. Keep His
0: next parole hearing was set for 2024. Hmm. Over the years, reasons given for the denials have included his continued minimization of the crime, as well as disciplinary infractions for possession of contraband, pornography, and cell phones. (laughs) This dick. Long lasting effects on the survivors. Let's get into it.
1: Yeah.
0: A study found that the kidnapped children suffered from panic attacks, yep. nightmares involving kidnapping and death, PTSD. And pers- yeah, and personality <laughs> changes. So yeah, PTSD for sure. Yeah. Many developed fears of such things as cars, the oh dark, god. yeah. The wind. Yeah. The kitchen. Mice. Oh
1: my god.
0: Dogs. And hippies, which, I don't, I don't know. One of the survivors shot a Japanese tourist with a BB gun when the tourist car broke down in front of his home.
1: Oh, no.
0: Many of the children continued to report symptoms of trauma at least 25 years after the kidnapping, including substance abuse and depression, and a a number have been imprisoned for this is in quotes, doing something controlling to somebody else.
1: Yeah, because you you feel like like literally you're going through your regular day. All of a sudden, your control, your autonomy is taken away. Yes. Someone else is controlling your life and you don't know that it like you weren't prepared for it. So at in your mind, at any point, yep. your existence could be taken away and then you're going to be at someone else's whim.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just five weeks after being buried alive, the children of Chowchilla and their bus driver Ed Ray were hailed as heroes and given a trip to Disneyland.
1: Uh, I mean, cute sentiment, but like,
0: um... So this uh is like before they truly understand, they understood um, PTSD and... Yeah,
1: it sounds like it, because... Consequences.
0: So Larry said... And everyone thought it was great because the good memories of Disneyland would overshadow the bad memories of kidnapping, which, no. And Jennifer said, in a way, you try to be normal, but when you've gone through something that's so traumatic, it's hard to go back and be a normal kid again. The survivors struggled to move forward. You, you, you almost can't
1: be a kid again. You, you can't. grow
0: up. Yeah, you cannot. Larry said, by the time I turned 10 years old, I was just an angry child. Growing up, Larry Park's anger often turned to rage. His parents, fearing he was capable of violence, placed him in a facility for youth offenders when he was 15. By the time I was 21, I was using meth. I was smoking crack. I was doing acid. And I was just angry. Mm -hmm. Michael Marshall said, I could see years ahead of me. And then after the kidnapping, I could not see tomorrow. I went to bed at 18 drunk and hungover and blacked out and woke up at forty eight, you know, with a hangover blurry. Mm. Michael Marshall, the hero who never quit digging to the underground in the underground prison, left Chowchilla and became a rodeo cowboy and lost his way. It was twenty eight hours of terror that will always be with the children, now middle aged adults. Today Michael, Jennifer, and Larry have managed to find ways to get on with living. Larry said, Healing continues if you allow it. Larry Park, 49, owns a handyman business and volunteers as a a pastor at a local church. His nightmares have finally stopped. He is sober. Mm. He said, I have nine years sober. His sobriety was motivated by an epiphany about the kidnappers. My resentment for them was killing me. One night I was laying in bed and I said, God help me forgive them. Larry met the men, shook their hands, and Mm. forgave them. It changed my life. Something washed over me, and then there was peace like I had never known. I knew that day that I would be okay. Like, such strength. Mm. He was six, like six years old. That's insane. And it just wrecked his life until he, like, met them. Oh, God. So, until recently, Jennifer Brown Hyde, a wife, mother, and executive assistant, said that she could not sleep without a nightlight. Mm. I have had family and church family and coworkers that have piece by piece helped put me back together. I want people to know that that little girl that was kidnapped and buried alive has managed to mm. live a wonderful life.
1: Oof, buried alive. Oof.
0: Michael Marshall, 57, husband, father, and now a long-distance trucker, tries not to think about the kidnappers. What they put my mom and dad through is something I can't I cannot forgive. He has been sober for eight years with help from his family and his therapy dog Blue. I rescued him before he was a year old and now he rescues me every day.
1: Oh my god.
0: And that's the story of the Chowchilla kidnapping.
1: Holy shit. Like what the yeah okay, so their whole plan was just money.
0: yeah, they needed but to they get out of debt had money
1: but they had money. yeah,
0: but they were trust fund kids a hundred oh. million dollars and they ruined the lives of twenty seven people. They're the fucking worst. They're the worst, especially fucking Fred Woods like so, the ringleader of it all. like excuse. they're horrible pieces of shit.
1: the toss salad. And the scrambled egg,
0: a tossed salad, a scrambled egg. So
1: for sure, tossed salads. They knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, they were. They're just, they were just like to trust fund kids. Who find are a like way to make money quick without entitled. having to do much
0: work. Mhm. Well, they planned a, over a year and a half. Like that's a lot of work. Like get a fucking job. Like what? Yeah. Stop that's losing true. money that's true. and like whatever Put the fuck your... you're doing. They Whoa. have resources. They have parents. Like what the fuck?
1: a bunch of tools
0: it's just so sad like these poor children Mm. and then and then for like I mean, I understand. It's like, yeah, the '70s, and they don't really understand. But then, for like the news to be like, "Oh, what's it like to be a movie star? You're heroes," and oh, not acknowledge God. like the pain and like yeah. the suffering that these kids are going through, and the PTSD, and that they're weird like
1: to like to be like, moot like, "Oh, you're a movie star. Mm-hmm. What are you even talking about?" Yeah, I've just like, I, I, if I'm a movie star at all, I'm the victim in. Just because the news
0: is interested in me For like a week And then they're gonna like move on Like what the Mm -hmm. hell It's just like all bad
1: Mm -hmm. All bad Such
0: a horrible sad story So yeah Toss salad assholes Fucking assholes Like it didn't bother them any They took a fucking nap after they destroyed the lives of children I'm gonna gonna say
1: They're croutons
0: Crispy ass croutons
1: like, they were already pre-made bread, like, made bread from their wealth, and then yeah. toasted on the outside and remade yeah. again, more bread, and then it's like, here you go, you're gonna be the star of the salad, but you're gonna fuck it up.
0: hmm hmm They're like a gross ranch dressing, just covering Ooh. those lovely vegetables and fat and like just (laughs) gross.
1: Yep. Gross. Just like
0: smothering all the Mm, vegetables and turning them into like white. Sounds good. White gross globs.
1: (laughs) 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 And now for the portion that we like to call Cramity sakes. We tell you silly stories about crime that make you forget the terrible things we just told you.
0: Okay, so here it's time for crime any sakes. Yeah. Crime and sakes. Time to like wash your palate because that <laughs> was horrible.
1: Do you wanna wash your palate? <laughs> Do you ever feel like your palate is dirty? Well why don't you try some humble bee herbal soaps? They will wash away any surface of your body, including your palate.
0: I would not put it in my (laughs) mouth, but I mean, you can. It's like all natural ingredients and only essential oils, (laughs) no fragrance oils. So you like literally could eat it if you wanted to, but I would not suggest it. Mm.
1: (laughs) HumbleBeHerbal.com
0: Okay, so now it's time for your favorite part of the show. Grab (laughs) sakes. I got these from Murdoch University, which sounds sketchy because of Rupert Murdoch, but we won't go into that. (laughs) Okay, I've got a couple of quick ones for you. This one says, in 2011, 53-year-old Michael Anthony Fuller from North Carolina, U.S.A., Walked into a Walmart store and bought a vacuum cleaner and microwave for four hundred and seventy-six dollars. Which Holy that's shit. a super expensive microwave and vacuum. I think it's the right? vacuum.
1: Vacuums can cost a lot.
0: Well, clearly, <laughs> so far nothing wrong with that, no. right? Yeah. Well, Michael attempted to pay for his purchase using a million-dollar note from the game Monopoly. <sighs> <laughs> After demanding charge of $999,524 from the cashier, the police were promptly called and he was arrested. He was charged with attempting to obtain property by false pretenses with a bond of $97,500. Oh
1: my god. Don't you think, though, at that point, you're either mentally ill or it's a joke?
0: I have no fucking idea, guys so ridiculous. Those, like, (laughs) they do not even look close to money. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So here's another one. More recently, in early 2016, Donald Chip Pugh, (laughs) I don't know how to say this, was suspected of arson and vandalism, so a warrant was sent out for his arrest. To help track down Donald, the police of Lima, Ohio shared a mugshot on their Facebook page. Donald clearly didn't like oh didn't think the photo captured his best side so he texted a more flattering selfie to the police department saying here's a better photo that one is terrible (laughs) so obviously (laughs) wanting to repair his reputation Donald then called into a local radio station to justify his actions he said man they just did me wrong they put a picture out that made me look like I was a thundercat or James Brown on the run I can't do that Police were delighted with Donald's help and later arrested him in Florida. <laughs> so good. Thundercat. So, thank you for listening so, to another episode. Try
1: and pay your bills with Monopoly money and <laughs> tune I in. mean, basically,
0: that is what money is these days, right? <laughs> it's all fucking fake.
1: In all of life, money has been fake, it's just a human construct. Uh so pay your bills and monopoly money. Tune in next week for another episode of Crime. Check out our Instagram at CrimeyPodcast.com. Um no at CrimePodcast <laughs> uh, on it. Instagram. And yeah. then email us anything and everything at crimeypodcast at gmail.com.
0: Right. And Rate, review, subscribe. subscribe. Don't say anything mean, please. I have a very fragile ego.
1: <laughs> and check out humblebeherbal.com. Also, if you some have any soap.
0: criticism, I will probably just ignore it. <laughs> just gonna put that out there.
1: Criticize her. Email us with some criticism <gasps> for Angela. Do
0: and, not uh, <laughs> do not. Look, I'm in a very delicate state right now. You uh, know, my birthday's flowers. coming up. I am like not okay with this.
1: Oh gosh. Angela, the only <laughs> child I ever knew that cried every year for her birthday because she didn't want to get older.
0: That's right, and I'm not stopping now. So, yep, so, be nice, be gentle. Thanks for listening. Be
1: good. Don't murder each other. And be good to
0: everyone, please.
1: We will see you next week. Goodbye. Send us monopoly
0: money. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.